gentlemen, may I present for your intellectual and philosophical pleasure. Run and fast on Raw Dog. Raw Dog. Serious XM Comedy Hits. Channel 99. show not live but in best of chris stanley and i are speaking to you from the past right now yeah this is sort of time traveling for our past selves since this isn't going to be heard by anyone but these this will be heard by people in the future no they're in the present okay we're in the past oh wait so this is like this is like really bad time traveling or being yeah. just shot back into time well, I don't know why that would be bad. Shot back in the time would be bad for you to time travel. I want to see the future. Do you ever watch a time travel movie? Yeah. They always travel in the past. They never travel into the future. That, no, let me change that to rarely travel into the future. Let's see. Back to the Future 2, they travel into the future. Look, when you get to uh, travel into the past... Yeah. You're like, I know the events that are going to happen, Mr. President. You are going to be shot if you don't listen to me right now. But when you travel into the future, you're a dick who doesn't know how anything works. No one wants to travel into the future. Here's the other scary thing. Let's say you wanted to travel in the future. How many years? I want to travel 45 years into the future. How do you know that the Earth is still here? Oh, shit. Or not burn up. Or not fucking under an alien invasion. All right, so if I all right, so I travel forty five years to the future, and I, I'm, I just basically fall into the middle of an intergalactic war. If maybe it's the Earth has already exploded and gone, then I'm just fucking sucking goddamn space, and I'm dead. Yeah. Uh, At best, I believe that you're stuck between two dimensions. Oh God. Anyway, we're just trying to say this is the best thing. That's <laughs> what Chris. Hold on, there's Verizon Wireless right now. Um. No, this is weird. This is Black Girl from the Future calling me. Mind fuck. Hey, Earl. Uh, I'm on the air right now doing the best of. I'm talking to you from the past, yet you are now in the past too, like me. But the people of the future, which consider themselves the present, will hear this. That's cool. Yeah, it's real. <laughs> it's real fucking cool, dude. Well, I've heard a gunshot there. Is there anything that you can say to me that you'd want to share with people? Um, at the moment, no. <laughs> it's kind of awkward, and I'm sorry that I interrupted the... 
So you, but what you were calling me because you've got big news about something. Well, I do. Uh, you know, I was going to call you the Paraxis when you photojournalist out now. Oh, oh. Paraxis. Paraxis bold as love. <laughs> it's a, it's just called Paraxis. Um, it's out now. It's available. Uh, it's available through Blur.com. Uh, you can buy it as an ebook. You can buy it as a a print copy. It's only ten bucks. Uh, if you use the summer code. Um, summer savings, you get an additional 15% off. Everybody's getting ones, like, I pay full price for things. I'm not looking for summer savings. When I get Brax's Bold as Love, I want it, I want to pay retail. You want it off the rack, Ronnie B. As I'm off the rack, baby. <laughs> Alright, Earl, I gotta get back to my best stuff, but congratulations on your new photo book. Thank you. I'm looking forward to seeing all the black rock musicians that are in there. God, I love black rock. This is entirely different. Right, white rock musicians. Or oh, white blues white blues musicians. I uh, wish we known that it's a slightly different project. All right, I'll talk to you later on. All right, bye. Bye, Earl. All right, so for you people listening to the best ups, that's Earl from the past telling us about something that you can get in the present. I think we just created a time warp. Look who wants to always go back to the gay thing. He wants to do time warp again. The time warp again. Let's it down to the last. <laughs> oh, God, Shelby. Look, you are totally accepted as gay by us. Totally. Okay, man. Um, I am. I also want to point this out up on the iBank today. A couple of fun things. First of all, because we're doing this, we want to also bring some stuff on the iBang that's like best stuff. Oh, nice. Today, I believe it to be dolphin, dolphin rape. Oh, my God. I love so dolphin rape. The woman who was... Now, a lot of times people think dolphin rape. You guys raping a dolphin? No, not at all. But a woman was kind of getting molested... <laughs> Raped through a bikini by a dolphin, yeah, and seemed to enjoy it instead of fighting it off. Oh, she, she. Well, let's just say, say what the video showed us. She wanted it. She wanted that dolphin love, and that's interspecies love. Yeah, one of the most forbidden of loves. Forbidden, is <laughs> the Germans would say. If you had to do another with another fucking species, what species? Hippopotamus. You're fucking disgusting. Why? Male or female? You aren't male. <laughs> It ain't gay if it's an animal dude, right? No, it's fucking gay. <laughs> Just get weird, you know? By the way, I now have to apologize to Stephen A. Smith. I should say no one wanted it during a rape. Even an interspecies dolphin rape. I'm just saying she had the chance to get away and didn't. Just like Chris Stanley could have gotten away from that hippopotamus. Well, this this dolphin rape scene is just like straw dogs. Where like it starts off, oh my god, it's a rape. But by the end, it's like, alright, looks like she's enjoying herself. Let me ask you this. Straw dogs or reservoir dogs? What do you want? Oh, I'm going to take reservoir dogs. Mm. Straw dogs is great though. I'm not gonna, I'm not shitting on straw dogs. It's too late. You've already shat. You already shat one of your big elephant shits all over them. <laughs> An elephant shit from the past. You're not going anywhere from vacation this week, huh? I'm in the story of Queens right now. You must have really been some bad gambling for you not to <laughs> to get a getaway going. No getaway. None for me. No, I'm just gonna hold down the fort. <laughs> I want to see you with an Alabama getaway. 
Now you're making me think, maybe I just fucking wall into the house. <laughs> Relax, that's the way to go. Spray paint those windows black, brick them up. I've done that before. Oof. That's weird. Yeah, you just lay on the couch and you act fucking stupid. Those are basically my college years. And a little bit after, too. Yeah, you got a master's in stupid, you dumb fuck. <laughs> Come thought be so fucking mean. Piece what about the time warp, huh? Time warp? No, and I fucking put it in my windows, dude's cocks. <laughs> Mm. At least my window's not broken. Mine, pay attention to the fucking show, dude. I fucking fixed that thing a year ago. It was busted for a long he time. He is right. You should pay attention to the show, Shelby. He just pays attention to the mo. Jeez. Mm, <laughs> <laughs> All right, so Dolphin Rape is up on the iBank, but we're going to have some cool best of stuff for you. What do you got to start us off? Uh, the Bob Saget. When Bob Saget came in. I remember that being a little depressing. No, it was a nice interview. He was in a sad place, though. Yeah, he was He was a little down. I like Bob Saget quite a bit. It was a great interview, and Bob yeah. Saget's awesome. And he said uh, he said some nice things. He felt comforted with me, so he wanted to talk. Yeah. It made me sad. Oh, no. I felt bad for him. He had been through some losses. And we played a, like a very... I brought him in with a very like a sad song. Yeah, why did you do that? I thought I thought I'd want to connect with I like when the, we bring the guests in, I like to connect with them through music. Moron. So here he is, part of the best of. You're listening to uh, us talk with Bob Saget. This is the best of Ron and Fez. Ron and Fez. The other night, dear, as I lay sleeping, I dreamed I held you in my arms. When I awoke, dear, I was mistaken. So I bowed my head and I cried. Ah, there's you Bob Saget are coming in. This is, your, this is your song that you This is a about. song they asked me, um, a, a wonderful writer at the Wall Street Journal asked me what's my favorite song. And it was complicated because there's so many mm-hmm. that go through a person's mind. And You Are My Sunshine is kind of a go-to song when I finally knew what it was about as I got older. Uh, it's just the saddest song that exists, but people kind of blah, blah, blah through yeah, that. Yeah, they go over it. You know, this is the first song I ever remember hearing, and my grandmother was singing it to me on the couch when I was, well, I had to be under three because I know the home that we we're living in. Right. And it was the strangest thing, and even at the time, I would be that little, and I thought, this is a very sad song. Yeah. And she's old. I hear her, how weak her voice is. I had a very uh, relationship with, like, almost at that moment, a baby with just the kind of tenderness of life. It's you a know? John Steinbeck kind of song. It's yeah. like it sounds like just the old depression days and the the you know the American folklore and how hard life can be. And yeah. this is a lot loss and getting left. So how have you been? <laughs> <laughs> well, isn't, isn't that the funny thing about comedy? It's like you never meet a comedian who doesn't understand and believe all those things. You can go right as yeah. south as you want. Yeah. I, was, I did a, a, a talk last night for this book um, that I wrote. And uh, John Oliver, just an amazing comedian, Sure, um, he moderated it. And we just went right to the darkest place because that's what my book is. Uh-huh. Uh, and it's it's just the thing that comedians... There aren't a there aren't a billion comedians. There's, mm. there's there's a lot more actors and musicians than there are comedians in the world. It's a fascinating thing. 
Well, but you, but like you said, there's a darkness to comedy always, and the it, the, the laughter itself is almost a fuck you to the the finite nature of life, you know. And, and yeah, it's interesting. Even people that do, like you look at some of our greatest comedians, Jerry Seinfeld. There's mm-hmm. there's a you know, it, it yes, it's about lightness. It's about the minutia of just life, which mm-hmm. is where the stand-up is, which is what the show was. But there's a lot of cynicism of why is this like this? Why is this right. person talking to me like this? What is? Why can't you just do this? So it's always an outsider. It's always looking from some weird put-down point of view, yeah, or uh, an erudite point of view. Complete insecurity or complete arrogance, yeah. Uh, but but almost saying I'm not going to be part of this. You know, yeah. what I, mean? like, I understand there's something going on, and I get it, and it represents something. But I'm not I'm not a complete joiner because otherwise I can't function. Right. Because <laughs> if if you do that, then you go. Well, I'm part of the entire, and I am. I, I mean, I look at myself as being a human being. You know, yeah. as a common collective, there's not that many ways to figure out a life. There's mm-hmm. a schematic. You know, it's zero to a hundred. Right. You know, but it's. It's interesting when you, it gets people through life, uh, being able to look at it from the outside sometimes. Yeah. And that's how I looked at all the, this book I wrote is all about the death and, and comedy. And, and the way I got through all the deaths in my life and my dad and mom got through all the deaths in their life was uh, humor. Did you pick that up at an early age through family? Like, yeah. When I, there's a defense? Yeah, I I kind of, about nine, my dad uh, lost three brothers every year. One was 37, 40, 41. So people were dying at an unusually young age. Mm -hmm. And then it just got worse. A cousin died, a young woman of cancer. And and then as my parents had all these tragedies, they lost two children before I was born. For full-term seven- and eight-day-old baby, a hospital had dysentery and a bunch of babies died. And then as I started to get older, I mean, I was born <laughs> into a family that had already had so much loss. Right. And then as I became about nine, then I started to be part of all the loss. So my dad would just hang his head and cry mm-hmm. and, then, and then make jokes about it, not in a way of denial, but in a way of I'm going to chip this one out of it this way. This is how I'm going to play through this just so I don't I don't know why I'm doing golf metaphors. I don't, I don't even golf. <laughs> no, I think it's important. I'm going to punt this one. Yeah, I uh, think it's important we stay with golf. As that's long all as we, we should do. I, don't you think that people that moderate, um, that moderate that announce golf tournaments sound like they're just pornographers? Okay, we're going to walk over to this. It's just dangerous. Something very dirty. It's not like Russell Crowe's about to gut someone. Okay, I'm going to put this ball in the hole. And it's in. It's so in. Uh, but you actually, so you you approach this book with the pain and sadness of what you deal with, and why the way your humor helps you deal with all that kind of stuff. That's um, and it's it's an odd thing because the t- I have three daughters, and the name of the book is Dirty Daddy. Right now. When people ask me the name of the book, there's there's a laugh sometimes, and sometimes people get scared. (laughs) (laughs) And I was known for the family shows, the Full House and the video show, but, you know, I started doing stand-up since I was 17, and I struggled in comedy clubs for seven, eight years without getting anything, just going out on the road and doing what comedians do to try to learn Mm -hmm. stuff and just get the crap beat out of you. And I, I just met comedians, and that kind of pulled me through. It was really, really strange. And then I got 
sitcom as playing a, an act as an actor right you know everybody's dad <laughs> yeah. with, with two other guys in a house and no right. mom but everybody had known you as this kind of real edgy comic right but then when mainstream america met the dad they didn't you know? even know that the other thing existed right and people are finding it now and i'm like fuck i'm gonna be 58 thanks for catching up but i'm i couldn't i wouldn't want to do one thing over it that's right. what's so interesting i don't want to that's why i'm so happy with this book because I, I didn't even know i was going to write it but then it's like the doors opened for me to write it and mm -hmm. i was asked to write it and then you know i, I had written a proposal and then it books harper collins just made a lot of sense and I I just wrote it for a year and a half. It was kind of a gutting. It's a you know a mm -hmm. psychological gutting because it's about death and comedy and it's about my dick a lot. But I, yeah. there's a there's a lot of dick jokes. Yeah, there's a lot. I hear there's two two on every page. <laughs> I've been told people go this oh then this person died and then that person died and and that reminds me of my penis draining. I was looking at a passage. Oh, a friend of mine, B J Novak, wrote a fantastic book that's out right now. Yeah, one more thing, um, and. He uh, put a thing on Instagram, a passage from my book, and it's just about, and I didn't even know I wrote, I can't remember my stream of consciousness stuff, but it's about walking up the stairs and my penis is draining and just talked about <laughs> ejaculating and how semen leaves a trail. And that's how I walk through my house. I can't even paraphrase it. You can't, why would anyone want to? And I'm reading this and, I'm, and he's, BJ said, it's just, he complimented me so much. And then he said, um, there's nothing scientific about this book. <laughs> and there's just, there's just, there's no science involved. It's just spotting and draining and my balls and, and penis and, and, uh, and then there's, it's it's that's a, and there's a lot of death. My my mom passed away seven weeks ago, which is uh, not a long time ago, and it was kind of the flourish of this book. And she left well. Everybody, most people in my life, I lost two other sisters. A lot of pain. We had mm -hmm. a lot of painful deaths. And I don't mean to be cavalier. I'm on a press tour, so I come out sometimes, and I know your listeners might be listening, and then I think, oh, wait a minute. People might be going through this right now. Sure. Or people can't deal with this or don't want to hear about this because it's, it's painful. And I'm on a press tour, but so I'm in, like, therapy gear, and I don't want to just phone it in. I'm not doing right. anything rote about this. This means everything to me because it's my viewpoint of life. So here I went and wrote something that is, is sincerely in my gut. Yeah. So speaking of my gut, that's where my mother's uh, sickness was <laughs> no that's not good she wouldn't like that one but I, she read though the book she as she was failing she read she got through 111 pages of it she was trying to read it and then she said i can't read anymore bobby and i said i don't want you to and she was about to get to a chapter called things i shouldn't have done hmm. so i was really happy she stopped <laughs> reading and then the next chapter was relationships i'd rather not talk about and i'm really glad she didn't read that and it was in, and she was very complimentary she said, yeah. i'll be there on your book tour i said yeah don't creep me out okay <laughs> Excuse me, i won't i'll show up as a dove <laughs> that's what she said <laughs> so, this well, is a de dedicated to her, but it's mainly dedicated to my daughters because they're very tolerant. <laughs> yeah, they, they have to be, right? They, they have no. There's nothing else you could do with you. They, you know? they, they, um, and I don't talk 
dirty with my kids. Mm-hmm. I was. It's funny. Uh, you know, my stand up is a kind of a freeing thing. I get to do yeah. stuff, and I'm I'm going to Australia next month. I'm going to play four cities there on a tour. I'm excited, and that's you know they they like dirty comedy there. So I'll come out, you know, and I'm fuck. I'll just say that. <laughs> I'll just stand there. It doesn't and matter. Drink some water while they laugh. Like, oh, hey. they won't let me drink water. I don't know. They, 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 I hear they drink beer, oh, and they yeah. and, the, and the women are beautiful, and the men punch you. That's mm-hmm. what I heard. And sometimes vice versa. I'm fine. Yeah. I just don't want to get hit because I got a flight the next day. Well, you brought up about you know if anyone is listening is going through the same thing. If you're not going through it now, you will later. This is the thing of life, and it's odd that we don't talk about it. More. It, it is um, with with my sisters and my dad. There was we had hospice, and hospice yeah. is what helps people uh, deal with it if you have time. If mm-hmm. someone doesn't have some tragedy just happened. with my mom. We the hospice would come by and we're like uh, we're we're good. We thank you so much for coming by. We are hospice. Yeah, we so, know so how the, to do we it. We really are good at this. Yeah. So it was. I'm kind of. I don't want to say I'm death is. I'm I'm good at it. But mm-hmm. um, and in the comedy world. I, the comedians are my family too. It's an right. interesting thing. So Rodney Dangerfield was my friend, and I officiated his funeral, and it was what he would have wanted. I mean, he, I was with him the night before he had surgery and went into a coma, and it's just interesting because shit just happens, and it's good to have a positive approach through it. And right. comedy for me is it's it's little cheerleader cheer it's sure. like in, in the moment of the most tragedy if somebody says something you're like what <laughs> you know someone's really something really bad is happening what did you just say <laughs> exactly right so i'm not you're not doing anything here we're not curing cancer right. we're just trying to get through it yeah you're not even deflecting it's just medicine in its own way you it's know a I mean? little ownership there yeah. must be some uh something secreted in the brain when someone is in a terrible mode and someone yeah. next to them does some kind of life-affirming joke or just how fucked we are joke right or a dick joke which is i'm always helpful with that well i know you had an editor that said you needed checked every couple paragraphs and made sure dick was in that was uh, <laughs> is dick in we have dick we have contact uh, we have a problem with this chapter there's only five dick mentions it's, we need to it, get back into it i i was clean sometimes it was uh, like there was there's a lot of time where i did i got to do observational comedy that i don't do in stand-up mm-hmm. and there's no place that i've ever been able Able to do it i love i've always loved stand-up because it's a conversation really with a friend you're talking yeah. to a lot of people kind of it's kind of a town meeting yeah but it's also and you get to do your whatever your craft is whatever you your thing is to do but the book thing was fascinating for me because you really it's it's highly personal and it uh, It'll as I grow and uh, these you know <laughs> genital warts. No, I don't know what. To, that's, <laughs> that's that was kind of a Tourette's moment. Yeah, I don't need to do that. Sorry, but as I as I this makes me want to do stand up that becomes more thoughtful, not just mm-hmm. free associative and and fun because I like to do that too. But but communicating and talking like a person, which is why this is such a cool medium. Right. This is a well, I love uh, it's a friend. I love talking to you like this too. But you know, your comedy to me it always reminded me of like the ant going out looking for like a crumb somewhere. You're just going to keep going until you find it and then bring it back. And the braveness of that to go, I don't know where this sentence is going, but I'm not stopping until I get a laugh. I've always been a fan of that. Uh, it's, it's that. Thanks. 
It's a thing I learned, and yeah. I guess uh, uh, Don Rickles was uh, sure. I, he's a he was a friend of mine, and so I, I look at him and how he improvs, and, right. and you know that you're going to be okay. That's yeah. the thing. It's uh, working without a net, and you mm -hmm. just and that's my style. Well, but that's I, why I think watching you like the struggle is funny before you get to the joke because you know you're going to get there. It's oh. painful if you're like this guy is not going to get to a place. Like, I'm positive I'm going to get <laughs> yeah. somewhere, yes. but I'm really um, I'm on floating on the door in yeah. Titanic. I, I don't know where. I mean, <laughs> right. I know I'm going to survive. <laughs> right. I had a thing happen. Are we are we have time to talk? Yeah. Are we good? Yeah, I know we got Paul Stanley coming in five. And so. he's amazing. He was yeah. actually recording his audio book when I was recording my audio book. And then when my mom passed away, I had to tag team him. And he stepped out of the booth and let me come in just to add that to my book. Is that right? And my daughter was with me, and it was very... And then they went out for a little while. But... Um, no, they dated. I that's what I meant. Sorry. Yeah, you thought I meant they stepped out of the booth. No, no, they they actually they, dated they, for actually, a while. they got that's married. A frightening thought. No, I would be fine. <laughs> have I? She's have my son-in-law. <laughs> son-in-law, would you kiss the bride? My son-in-law is Paul Stanley. That would be the best thing ever. Yeah. Uh, but the story was, it's too long a story. Well, I can tell you the story. I did a, a gig in L.A. Um, a month ago at a downtown, at this thing called Club Nokia, a very beautiful place. And it was about a thousand people. And there's a guy in the audience, and I'm talking to him, and I, I just start hammering him and just telling him not to fuck animals and stuff. You know how I parent kids. Sure. And I'm trying to, you know, tell him not to do this. And he yells out that his name is Ricky Nelson and that he's uh, competing in the Special Olympics and then he's going to win. And I was, I, I did not know who I had been berating all this time. Mm hmm. And in a fun way, not in a mean way. Right. And I said, Ricky, you're, you just won. You just won. <laughs> you won the Special Olympics. And the audience cheered for him. And I brought him up on stage and uh, played some uh, beautiful music in the background like and told him he reminds me of my daughter Michelle from Full House. And I, I gave him a morality play, just like talking to... Michelle and telling yeah. him that don't don't fuck animals and, <laughs> and don't shave your balls you can get hurt and you go out and win and he he was a hero and it was just a fascinating thing because that what that was uh, fused by you saying not knowing where you're going right. but know you're going to get there and I knew that the moment I met him that he was a hero and it was such a beautiful show it was one of my favorite shows I've ever had mm -hmm. and he was he like may I videotape this whole thing? I love you, Bob Saget, and I went. You can do any fucking thing you want. <laughs> right. He was literally the hero of the show, and it was um, it was a a fascinating thing. And the audience, it was just it, it could have gone south if I didn't have thirty seven years of stand up right. experience. I would have gone. Oh my god, what have I done? This is a horrible thing. Why am I picking on a person in the audience? I picked the mm -hmm. wrong person. I it was just the opposite. I picked the completely perfect person to talk to and, and make a hero. But also the perfect person, like you said, was dealing with that situation, which makes it fun for, you know, people sometimes with blue humor, they feel like it's easy or whatever, but I mean, you proved... <laughs> I, just, that, I just do, my, my blue humor is, I've over uh, uh, fucked myself before. <laughs> I've, I did a special, uh, that ain't right. I, I just did a lot of F-bombs because I was in a weird place. My dad had just died. I always <laughs> have a bad excuse. It's always right. bullshit. It was a rim shot for me. I said <laughs> fuck in a nervous way. I've heard Louis C.K. talk about it. Sometimes it can be a, a, a for me it was a mechanism that didn't that didn't feel that when I watch it now. But now it, it comes and goes. 
But enough about my penis. <laughs> See, that's it. Doesn't that's even help. It. That wasn't even. That's the but whole that's thing. Good. No, you got that's out. it in a, in a nutshell. Yeah. Uh, Dirty Daddy, hey, you can go and see Bob tonight at Barnes & Noble. He's going to be with Seth Herzog at 7 o'clock. Very, very funny guy. Uh, he's great. Yeah, and he's, he's, he's moderating a, a, a talk I'm doing today at 7 at uh, at the Union Square, Barnes & Noble. Great. And Third floor, and it's inside, so people can that's nice. get all trapped. Dirty Daddy, it's available everywhere. Books and, e- and e-books are sold. Thank you so much for it's stopping. It's a pleasure here. to see you. It's always great to see you. You too. Thanks. And I'll see you next time coming through definitely stand by for more of the best of run and fast on raw dog comedy hits channel 99 stand by for more of the best of run and fast on raw dog raw dog comedy Best of Run and Fez in a vacation best of, yeah. We're besting. Best in show, bitches. It's Ron and Chris Stanley from the past. <laughs> Even though this is a best of, Fez is still sick. It's so well, weird. You're not sick if you have an operation. What are you? I guess you're in um, You're in recovery. I would give it that. He's rehabbing. Healing. He's healing. Well, rehabbing would have to mean that you're trying to do something. Oh, yeah. He's doing the opposite of rehab. He's eating a lot of pills. Lounging. Yeah. Lounging and pilling. He thinks that makes him better. I don't know, though. I mean, it's a fucking... It's It's not the long-term kind of help you need, Fez. This is... I know from experience. Oh, okay. I don't. I never had any surgery ever. I've never had to rehab anything. Well, what you say these days, it's a procedure. Yeah, never had a procedure. Um, well, you know, we played a little Bob Saget on this. Up on the iBang today, too, it's the comedian who changed my life, Von DiCarlo. Uh, and this is a very special one. Guess who she picked, Chris? Patrice. You gave it away. <laughs> Patrice O'Neill. Lucky guess. Have you ever known anyone who has been as missed as Patrice O'Neill? No, every every comedian who comes in here brings up Patrice O'Neill. And every listener. Every listener that I talk to, they'll say to me, you know who I miss? Patrice O'Neill. Fucking bigger than life. He's loved. He is loved uh, now as much as ever. So that's up on the iBang. Go and read it. She's, um, it's really a special thing. Now, she's a wonderful girl, though. I'm just crazy about her she was amazing when she came in yes chris i already said that i mean i said i'm crazy about her i'm not going to be crazy about unamazing people okay that's your thing um we had some hashtag fun with hashtag woke up my balls thought maybe we'd play that for you again oh yeah it's good stuff it's the best stuff world hashtag world cup my balls it's a run fest show this is the best of Ron and Fez. Ron and Fez. Fez, zero to ten. How excited are you about World Cup? I am at a nine for World Cup. Knowing you fucked up the World Cup game for us. That's... Well, that's what keeps it from being a ten. Mm. Well, at least you're consistent with it. Uh, Chris, where are you? I'm 400% excited because in my neighborhood, World Cup always blows up because there's so many Eastern Europeans in my where I, I saw New York 1 was in your neighborhood and like, hey, if you're looking for a good place to drink and watch soccer, get here early. And they're just in front of some fucking dive bar. <laughs> Everybody's all happy. It looked like they had rented TVs 
all over the place. Um, it's exciting. It's very, very exciting. Uh, hashtag, of course, World Cup. Um, so they're behind, right, Fez? They're behind us. Frank, you're on the Run of Fez show. Yeah, Ryan, uh, Fez is an asshole. There's an hour ahead of us. How they are an hour ahead of us? Because if you look at the map, South America's Six than the United States. Yeah, if it's three o'clock for them, Fez, and it's four o'clock for us, that means they're ahead. They got the time first. No. Take it down to an eight now. Take it down <laughs> to an eight. Hashtag World, uh, World Cup times. There it is. There's the whole uh, time thing <laughs> laid out right now. Um. Hey, Hicks, you've been overseeing the halls, right? Yes, I have. Uh, who's working continuity for you? I, I was working continuity. Really? Yes. So why didn't Reese have curly hair walking into the building and straight hair when she got to re reception? <laughs> well, you know, sometimes in the elevators, women like to work their hair. Uh, David, in Tennessee, you're on the Ron Fez show. Hey, Ronnie, uh, you've been putting soccer over pretty good, so I decided to get into it this year. I wake up this morning, and the United States is playing Algeria in an exciting game. The last four minutes, and they went, they scored goals. Like Dude, I think you're watching something from four years ago. We haven't started playing yet. I know. Yeah. I'm losing my mind in a hotel room. <laughs> the world's great, and it's from four years ago. Let's do a... Um uh, hashtag World Cup my balls. <laughs> I don't know why that hasn't caught on as a T-shirt. <laughs> United States has no uh, chance. Hashtag World Cup my balls. <laughs> Who, who's our first game against? Ghana. Fuck Ghana. We gonna beat them. Hashtag World Cup my balls. We gotta beat him. We we are gonna beat him. Hicks, you don't have a hashtag woke up my balls for me? Hey, where's my signed Pele poster? Hashcab, hashtag hashtag thank woke you. up my balls. Thank you, hashtag. You hashtag. Thank you, big man. You're making fun of Fez because he fucked up World Cup for us this year. Put up the... Uh, Hashtag World Cup My Balls and see if we can't get it going. Let's see. <clears throat> I just did a... Uh, sometimes I can do animal calls when they're going back and forth. Um, Molly, I'm not going to ask you to do hashtag World Cup My Balls. Thanks. Because that's something you won't say, right? Right. You don't curse at all, correct? No, I do not curse. Good girl. Thank you. Good girl. I wish uh, Chris Stanley was a good girl, too. Hi, you're on the Ron and Fez show. What can we do for you? What is going on with these phones here today? Chris, what are you rocking to? This is the official World Cup song. Mm. Olay. Do they always do an official uh, World Cup song? Yeah, I think last time it was Shakira. And she's like from that area. Hold on, somebody just wrote this. Who the fuck plays football with a round ball anyway? Hashtag, <laughs> will cut my balls. I can't wait 
till the D's win World Cup. D's nuts. <laughs> Hashtag World Cup my balls. All right, you might want to get in on this. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. We haven't done one of these in a long time. Running that hashtag. I don't even know what teams are in it. Hashtag World Cup my balls. U.S. losing? Not gonna happen. Hashtag World Cup my balls. Fez can't tell time. Hashtag World Cup my balls. Uh, the hashtag is already up on the iBang uh, Twitter, on the Ron and Fez Twitter. Go over, put your hashtag in, and let's see if we can't get this going. Because you're supposed to be the funniest listeners in radio. And we haven't done this probably in two months with a hashtag. And what could be better than hashtag World Cup my balls? Nothing could be better. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Hey, Jason, you're on the Ron and Fez show. If you can't use your hands, how are you going to World Cup my balls? Hashtag World Cup my balls. Gunner, you're on the Ron and Fez show. Yes, the first game is in Sao Paulo, Brazil, one hour ahead of us. Hashtag World Cup My Balls. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Five and a half billion people call it football, but we call it fucking soccer. Hashtag World <laughs> Cup My Balls. Uh, Ghana's a goner. Hashtag World Cup My Balls. Hashtag, hashtag Jaycorn. <laughs> Fuck Ghana. Hashtag World Cup My Balls. Hashtag World Cup My Balls and help me with this hernia. Uh, soccer stinks and I don't like it. Hashtag World Cup My Balls. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. The, the winner gets a Brazilian dollars. Hashtag World Cup My Balls. I hear they're anticipating a Brazilian people at hashtag World Cup My Balls. My balls are cold. Hashtag World Cup My Balls. Uh, Chris in California. Chris in California. Yeah, how you guys doing? Uh, I just got back from a doctor's appointment and I don't have testicular cancer. Hashtag World Cup My Balls and cough. Greg, you're on the Run of Fez show. Greg, Boston. Prostitution is legal in Brazil. World Cup my balls. It's hashtag World Cup my balls. Chris, you're on the Run and Fez show. Fuck any sport that can end in a tie. World Cup sucks. Hashtag World Cup my balls. Austin, what do you got, buddy? Hashtag World Cup. Hashtag World Cup my balls. Uh, Jason in Kentucky. Hey, blame it on real. I'll find... Skin flick. Hashtag World Cup my balls. That's far from a skin flick. Debbie Moore's in it. <laughs> uh, Kevin, you're on the Run of Fez show. Most of America doesn't care. Hashtag World Cup my dick. Hey, you're on the Run of Fez show. Yo, yo. Will Maurice. Hashtag World Cup my balls. Um, <laughs> Snowy, you're on the Run of Fez show. This has got to be better than that. Soccer moves. This is all, isn't it? 
World, hashtag World Cup my ball. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Uh, let's calling on the best listeners in radio. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Let's read some of the hashtags right now. No hands allowed, but no amputees either. Hashtag World Cup my balls. <laughs> it takes me almost 500 strokes to win. Hashtag World Cup my balls. Um, if only I could get my wife to hashtag World Cup my balls. Uh, when it's four teams, it's too many. Two teams just right. And one team, one team isn't even in the game anymore. Hashtag World Cup my balls. Can you believe that Brazil is going to win this year? Hashtag <laughs> World Cup my balls. Soccer balls, more like cock and balls. Hashtag <laughs> World Cup my balls. Gonna get some Brazilian prostitutes to hashtag World Cup my balls. Come on and tweet me. You've got your mentions. I got my DMs. You've got your retweets. I got my hashtag. Uh, hey, uh, Steve. Steve, you're on the Run and Fez show. Brazilian nuts. You don't want to know what my grandfather called them. Mm. Hashtag World Cup my balls. I'll tell you later off air, man. Okay. Greg in Missouri, you're on the Run and Fez show. I'm gonna need a reach around. <laughs> Hashtag World Cup my balls. Lewis in Manhattan. Hey, I got a fever, and the only prescription is some World Cup. Hashtag World Cup my balls. Frank in Maryland. Is the World Cup over yet? Hashtag World Cup my ball. Pete and PA, you're on the Run of Fez show. Get Molly's face messy. Hey, hey. <laughs> Justin, you're on the Run of Fez show. I'm a 65-year-old gay virgin. Please hashtag cut my balls. Dave, you're on the Run of Fez show. Just show me an Anthony Bourdain episode in Brazil. Hashtag World Cup my balls. <laughs> 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. I wish I knew something about soccer so I could make more hashtag World Cup my ball jokes. M group G, more like grope me. Hashtag World Cup my balls. Um... All the confused people when this gets trending can hashtag <laughs> World Cup my balls. Brazilian wax and hashtag World Cup my balls. Watching that greasy Italian team dive on the pitch more than Greg Luganis every four years. Hashtag World Cup my balls. My balloon nut itches. Hashtag World Cup my balls. Can we get some Brazilian, uh, beautiful Brazilian women to hashtag World Cup, my balls. Cookie, cookie, cookie. Hashtag World Cup, my balls. Sometimes when it's hot and humid, they hang like sweaty taffy. Hashtag <laughs> World Cup, my balls. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Calling on the best listeners in radio. Uh, it's a good one. Let's see if we can get this up and running. <laughs> it's hashtag World Cup my balls. East End Rob. 
Ronnie B, can't get Dr. Conrad Murray to come to your house to administer propofol? Try World Cup soccer. Hashtag World Cup my balls. Eddie in New Jersey. Stick your vivella up your stinky Brazilian ash. <laughs> Hashtag World Cup my balls. John in Oregon, you're on the Run of Fez show. Soccer, I'd rather liquor. Hashtag World Cup my balls. Chris in Indiana. I just got a Brazilian, so you can hashtag World Cup my balls. Will in Connecticut. This is excellent cocaine. Hashtag World Cup my balls. <laughs> Look who it is. It's Hot Rock Johnny. I hope the weather holds up because nobody likes wet balls. World Cup my balls. <laughs> it's hashtag World Cup my balls. It's going to be a tough day to try to get trending with so many people doing their own World Cup stuff. Let's go over here to, I came for the blowjob, I stayed for the hashtag World Cup my balls. At least it's not hockey, hashtag World Cup my balls. If they beat us, we will invade them, hashtag World Cup my balls. World Cup the halls, hashtag World Cup my balls. Um... If hashtag World Cup my balls, then I'm going to get genital warts. I hope the referees have life insurance. Hashtag World Cup my balls. The dirtier your drinking water, the better your soccer team. Hashtag World Cup my balls. Uh, big, big news. This end right now. We're just finding out. The Ron and Fez Show is now trending nationwide. Trending in the USA. Hashtag World Cup my balls. Uh, Lou in New Jersey. You're on the Ron and Fez Show. Uh, let's go to Mike. Mike, what do you got? Hey, Ron. Going old school Coca-Cola style. I'd like to teach the hashtag World Cup my balls. Here's uh, Mike in Queens. Old school, get your balls out. Hashtag World Cup my balls. Dave in Ohio. In the heat of the night, they stick to my leg. Hashtag <laughs> World Cup my balls. John in Mississippi. I'm a non-practicing gay man. Hashtag World Cup my balls. It's like Fez. Lou, <laughs> Lou, what do you got? Borza Italia. Hashtag World Cup my balls. Bill in Santa Cruz. A great breakfast for watching World Cup is corned beef hash. Tag my balls. Here is Larry. Larry, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, Lay. More like gay Lay. Hashtag <laughs> World Cup my balls. <laughs> Jeff. Jeff and Bass. Bob De Niro says, what's this hashtag World Cup my balls coming to? Here is Bill in Boston. Bill. The American coach says, hard work will set you free. Hashtag World Cup my balls. All right, let's read off the internets here. Uh, 
One person just writes, I don't know what it's about, but it's funny. Hashtag World Cup my balls. Uh, it's always funny when people who are not listening just see a hashtag pop up. World Cup, hashtag World Cup my balls midfielder, more like MILF feeler. I don't understand the offside rules. Hashtag World Cup my balls. Is there a Zamboni? Hashtag World Cup my balls. Where's my Langos? Hashtag World Cup my balls. Hashtag K-Corn. Uh, if I get a Chinese massage, will they hashtag World Cup my balls? During the World Cup, I will only be watching Brazilian fart porn fetish videos. Hashtag World Cup my balls. Topical. By, by curious hookers and bicycle kicks. Hashtag World Cup my balls. And ladies and gentlemen, keep it going because you are trending. The Ron and Fez Show is now trending nationwide. Ah, you should all be proud of this one. Hashtag World Cup My Balls is up and going. And really, they should even go on without us because this one works, I think, for any. When the kids get home, they're going to love this one. Uh, Dave in Ohio. Where are all those stupid horns from the South Africa World Cup? Hashtag World Cup My Balls. Caster Troy. Has anyone seen my brother Pollux? Hashtag find Pollux. Uh, let's go over here to Missy. You're on the Ryan Fez show. Is Fez going to red card Chris Stanley after he hashtag World Cup to <laughs> Robin, New Jersey. We're balls to the faces and accepted defense. Hashtag. <laughs> Boner in Boston. Boner in Boston. Uh, let's move on to Mike. Mike. To the windows. To the walls. Hashtag World Cup my balls. Yeah. Robin Florida. You're on the run of Fez show. Let's see that other F word, Lionel Messi, dribble around the Seahawks defense. Hashtag World Cup my balls. That is true. They'd be on him in a fucking heartbeat. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Let's go back to the Twitter. The tightest goal in all of radio. Hashtag World Cup my balls. Soccer. I don't even know her. Hashtag World Cup my balls. <laughs> Are the Jews allowed at hashtag World Cup my balls? World Cup my balls. Why not Chris Stanley cut my balls? Uh, do you think Black Twitter will find hashtag World Cup my balls? The Brazilian beaches hardly have any corpses on them. Hashtag World Cup my balls. Remember the Metro uh, stars? LOL, me neither. Hashtag World Cup my balls. When you pee in my butt, please hashtag World Cup my balls. After three hours of play, the score is the score is one nil. Hashtag World Cup my balls. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ It happened fast. It happened quick. It's now the number one trend in the USA. The Ron and Fez Show is now trending nationwide. Um, oh, uh, Fez? I just seen the worldwide uh, trends. Number four worldwide is hashtag World Cup My Balls. The Ron and Fez Show is now trending worldwide. 
You guys are fucking ridiculous. <laughs> I don't think those balls will fit in my mouth. Hashtag World Cup my balls. Red flag this. Hashtag World Cup my balls. Shelby's lips or Fezzi's hips. Hashtag World Cup my balls. Um, let's go back to the phones. Jess in Canada. Jess in Canada. Hey, uh, what's black and white and round? A fat mulatto, a.k.a. Chris Stanley. Hashtag World Cup My Balls. Luke in Massachusetts. When I watch the halls, all I want is Narista. Hashtag World Cup My Balls. Doug in Boston. I got to watch. Hashtag World Cup My Balls so I can put some gold on. Greg, you're on the Run of Fez show. Uh, Bob in Tucson. Two girls and a World Cup hashtag my balls. Chris in D.C. Just call me Al Bundy while I watch the tube and hashtag World Cup my balls. Okay. <laughs> Matt in Pasadena. <laughs> All of the head injuries and none of the excitement of American football hashtag World Cup my balls. Uh, Richard in Florida. Fez, give me a Brazilian reach around. Hashtag World Cup my balls. Dean in Pittsburgh. That soccer ball just hit me in the nuts. Hashtag World Cup my balls. Sean in Ohio. Bitten the guy with the 140-pound test pool just die. Hashtag World Cup my balls. Michael in Buffalo. Steve in Texas. I'm drunk already. Hashtag World Cup my balls. <laughs> I believe you. <laughs> John in North Carolina. The Panga had some take biddies on. Boy meets hashtag World Cup my balls. This is terrible. <laughs> uh, Bill. Unscreen phone calls, more like hashtag World Cup my balls. David DC. I can smell a monkey ass from here. Hashtag World Cup my balls. Uh, Trent. Trent. Yes. Yeah. I don't remember eating any corn. Hashtag World Cup My Balls. Um, World Cup My Balls has now moved up to number three worldwide. And I just love the idea that some kid in England putting on Twitter all excited looking for the World <laughs> Cup people to talk to. And it's hashtag World Cup My Balls. The Ron and Fez Show is now trending worldwide. There are actual 45 balls on the field. Think about it. Hashtag World Cup my balls. How many halves are there in the game? Hashtag World Cup my balls. 32 enter. One team's leave leaves. Oh, and we can do it by force. Hashtag World Cup my balls. K-Corn sales skyrocket as hashtag World Cup my balls draws closer. Makes noise of a frog coming. Uh... Hashtag World Cup My Balls while you measure my inseam. Shelby, enjoy a flare to the back of your head. Hashtag World Cup My Balls. Is there a chance that LeBron gets hurt just watching? Hashtag World Cup My Balls. There are no beeping smoke detectors in the stadiums at hashtag World Cup My Balls. This isn't a sexual thing. I just need help carrying them all to the pitch. <laughs> hashtag World Cup My Balls. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 
FIFA can hashtag World Cup my balls. Vito stars in the halls. More like hashtag World <laughs> Cup my balls. Uh, Ronnie in Detroit. Ronnie in Detroit. What do you got, pal? Hey, uh, I do you spell hashtag World Cup my balls. Uh, here's uh, James in Chicago. What the fuck is injury time? Hashtag World Cup my balls. Michael in Buffalo. Kicked my cat over the falls. Hey there, hashtag World Cup my balls. Mike in New York. Long and tan and cool and lovely, the girl from Ipanema can hashtag World Cup my balls. Ah, great. <laughs> uh, Jeremy. All right. <clears throat> Better check for an Adam's apple. You might accidentally hashtag World Cup my ball. Greg in Florida. The reason why I like foosball better than soccer? No running. Hashtag my foosball. Greg in Kansas City. Yeah, how are they gonna get this done when you can't use your hands and this shit fucking trending? Hashtag World Cup my ball. Uh, Ian in New Jersey. Ghana, more like gonorrhea. Hashtag World Cup my balls. James, James in Colorado. I put my cons on my shaft and my nuts, so it hashtag World Cup my balls. Uh, let's go over to Bill. Bill in Kansas. Bend it like Beckham did when he put it in Pasha's ass. Hashtag World Cup my balls. Eight six six Ron zero Fez. Eight six six Ron zero Fez. Um. I'll just read some of these because some of these people are just trying to figure it out. Fuck, this is a nice hashtag. <laughs> hashtag World Cup my balls. Nos trending tapas munitas. Hashtag World Cup my balls. I don't have no idea what that means. Uh, let the diving begin. Hashtag World Cup my balls. No one gets along better than soccer fans and riot police hashtag world cup my balls usa one gone zero 14 dead here's a guy who just wrote tomorrow is friday the 13th and my country is playing against australia hashtag world cup my balls i wonder see who's playing against australia tomorrow and we'll see what country picked up on that one chile oh nice but I'm sure the Olympics will be spectacular. Hashtag World Cup my balls. Earth gave me a, a back rub. Then hashtag World Cup my balls. Uh, Pete, Pete in Alabama. What do you got, pal? Fezzy, please. Hashtag World Cup my balls. John in New Jersey. Screw the Vuvuzela. I'm playing a K-Corn. Hashtag World Cup my balls. David, North Carolina. Obama's big boner loves hashtag World Cup my balls. Jeff in Austin. Soccer, I don't even know her. Hashtag World Cup my balls. Austin. Hashtag World Cup my balls. Slowly I turn, step by step, inch by inch. T-Bone in Boston. Give me two good coughs. Hashtag World Cup my balls. Chris in Nebraska. I just got paylaid, and she didn't even hashtag World Cup my balls. All right. Um, let's read some more of these. Hashtag World Cup my balls is trending? <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
Hashtag World Cup, my balls are blue. Um, come for the football, stay for the whores. Hashtag World Cup, my balls. Nobody bought my signed Pele book on eBay. Hashtag World Cup, my balls. It's a small hashtag World Cup, my balls after all. Uh, hashtag World Cup, my balls. Uh, someone in Brazil just writes, Hashtag World ba- Cup, my balls. And then KKKKKKKKKKKKKKKKKKKKKKKKKKKKKKKKKKKKKKKKKKKKKKKKKKKKKKKKKKKKKKKKKKKKKKKKKKKKKKKKKKKKKKKKKKKKKKKKKKKK
rest my case. Yeah, I like to. I like to think that this is part of the end times. Mm-hmm. I like to think somebody could look over and go, "This is this is a terrible planet." Just by <laughs> saying this, and thankfully, Molly, you never even said it once. You didn't say it. You won't say it. Never, not once. Good girl. Thanks. This is why your dad takes you to metal concerts. <laughs> yeah. It's really about the sales of metal more than anything else. Does he only work a couple hours a day doing it? No. He works like, you know, <laughs> 9 to 5, 9 to 6. I, I couldn't do that. We're selling metal? No, he just couldn't work. <laughs> it doesn't matter what the job is. I would always, if I had a, like a regular job, i go, I'll work the overnights. Or as I like to call it, nappy time. <laughs> I don't think they have overnights in the metal business. Too bad. Because <laughs> metal never sleeps, my friend. <laughs> Hashtag World Cup my balls. FIFA World Cup 2014. We are one. I guess that's the big Pitbull uh, Shakira song. Yeah, I guess. One of them I would have sex with, and I can't remember which one. <laughs> Wait, no, Shakira. It's uh, J-Lo and Pitbull. Oh, it's not Shakira. No, Shakira was last, last okay. World Cup. And it's J-Lo's the other one? Yeah. All right, I'll fuck Pitbull. <laughs> um... Hashtag World Cup my balls. This is either an anti-World Cup joke trend or someone is attempting to invite the entire world to cup his balls. <laughs> Isn't it obvious? Now, this one said the trend, hashtag World Cup my balls, first spotted in Kansas City, now popular worldwide. Why? Why? <laughs> Sexual chocolate, hashtag World Cup my balls. Midgets always laugh when playing soccer. The grass tickles their hashtag World Cup my balls. Go to Brazil? Why? I don't even speak Chinese. Hashtag World, uh, World Cup my balls. Um, hey, Teddy, Teddy, you're on the Run of Fez show. The World Cup would be more enjoyable if it had two half times like hockey. Hashtag World Cup My Balls. Dave in D.C. So meaty. Hashtag World Cup My Balls. Scott, New Jersey. What do you fart on my hashtag World Cup My Balls? Adam in Florida. Heather, more like boner. Hashtag World <laughs> Cup My Balls. Matt in Boston. If you can't drink the water, don't fuck the locals without a rubber. Hashtag World Cup my balls. Good advice. Really good <laughs> advice. Wrap that rascal. John in Omaha. Miss Molly, you don't be worried. USA is going to be there to fight them carnivores. Hashtag the World Cup my balls. <laughs> How adorable she was as a little one. Um, hashtag World Cup my balls. Is this trend about the whole world cupping your balls? <laughs> <laughs> like worlds <laughs> um, still at number two worldwide can't seem to get over something written in Spanish probably someone's dead Pele probably wouldn't have signed a ball for Fez anyway hashtag Warren Sapp hashtag World Cup my balls I can't go all the way unless you hashtag World Cup my balls. 
the airport, even go on strike, they'd take a page out of our book when we were on our best behavior four years ago. Hashtag World Cup my balls. Where was it? Spain four years ago? Where were we? No, it was in uh, Africa four years ago. Right. So that's Africans writing in. Maybe if y'all called it soccer, we would pay more attention. Hashtag World Cup my balls. <laughs> Hashtag World Cup my balls. Uh, ja, 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 ja. <laughs> Uh, laughing my ass off. Greatest hashtag on Twitter right now. Hashtag World Cup my balls. Ha ha ha. What the hell is this trend? <laughs> hashtag World Cup my balls. Hashtag World Cup my balls. The brand new soccer themed gay beard porn extravaganza. Uh, Eric. Eric, you're on the Run of Fez show. Yeah. You're great, Eric. You're great on the radio. Mike, you're on the Run and Fez show. Honey, my deck belongs to you, but my balls belong to the world. Hashtag World Cup my balls. That's really nice. <laughs> Justin, you're on the Run and Fez show. From didgeridoos to cakehorns. Hashtag World Cup my balls. Uh, Dave in Ohio. World Cup 2018. Bismarck, North Dakota. Hashtag World Cup my balls. All right, let's read some more of these. This is maybe my favorite. What in tarnation? Hashtag World Cup my balls. And this one's kind of sad. Welcome to Twitter, where Ruby D is outtrended by hashtag World Cup my balls. I didn't know Ruby D died. Is it bad when you get a lump on your hashtag World Cup my balls? Please hum your national anthem whilst hashtag World Cup my balls. What do you call a soccer player with no legs, no arms? A goalpost. Hashtag World Cup my balls. When did the NFL start calling it football? Go Patriots. Hashtag World Cup my balls. Hashtag World Cup my balls. Finally, something reflects my sentiments <laughs> about the World Cup. Finally. <laughs> Liquor in the front, soccer in the rear, hashtag World Cup my balls. Damn, I just got back from lunch, and I've been missing out on a chance to hashtag World Cup my balls. Do I smell onions? Hashtag World Cup my balls. Cheers to all you uncircumcised Euros. Hashtag <laughs> World Cup my balls. Um, hey, uh, Joe, Joe, you're on the Run Fest show. Hey, Ronnie, uh, give me 750 bucks and tell me who to root for, Fezzy. Hashtag World Cup My Balls. Uh, Paul in Philly. Hey, if you trim the grass, the tree looks bigger. Hashtag World Cup My Balls. Mikey, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hashtag World Cup My Balls a Brazilian times. Uh, Kevin, Kevin, you're on the Run of Fez show. What do we got to do to get Molly to say? Hashtag World Cup My Balls. Scott in Tennessee. Wrecked him. Damn near killed him. Hashtag World Cup my balls. Uh, let's go over to Jay in California. They hang like sleeve of wizard. Hashtag World <laughs> Cup my balls. Uh, here's uh, Frank. Frank, you're on the Run and Fez show. Wow, Landon Donovan didn't make the final roster. Hashtag World Cup my balls. Um, I do feel bad about that, though. Eric in Tampa. Hey, my name is Landon Donovan. Hashtag World Cup My Balls. Uh, John, John in Connecticut. My dog has no balls. Hashtag World Cup My Balls. 
Uh, some Brazilian girl just wrote hashtag World Cup My Balls over and over <laughs> and over for no apparent reason. My favorite of all is anybody who gets confused by it all. Fez, zero to ten, how excited are you about World Cup? I am at a nine for World Cup. Knowing you fucked up the World Cup game for us. That's, well, that's what keeps it from being a ten. Well, at least you're consistent with it. Uh, Chris, where are you? I'm 400% excited because in my neighborhood, World Cup always blows up because it's so many Eastern Europeans in my world. I saw New York 1 was in your neighborhood and like, hey, if you're looking for a good place to drink and watch soccer, get here early. And they're just in front of some fucking dive bar. <laughs> Everybody's all happy. It looked like they had rented TVs all over the place. Um, it's exciting. It's very, very exciting. Uh, hashtag, of course, World Cup. Um, so they're behind, right, Fez? They're behind us. Frank, you're on the Run of Fez show. Yeah, Ryan, uh, Fez is an asshole. Because they're an hour ahead of us. How are they an hour ahead of us? Because if you look at the map, South America's Six further than the United States. Yeah, if it's three o'clock for them, Fez, and it's four o'clock for us, that means they're ahead. They got the time first. No. Take it down to an eight now. Take it down <laughs> to an eight. Hashtag World uh, World Cup times. There it is. There's the whole uh, time thing <laughs> laid out right now. Um. Hey, Hicks, you've been overseeing the halls, right? Yes, I have. Uh, who's working continuity for you? I, I was working continuity. Really? Yes. So why didn't Reese have curly hair walking into the building and straight hair when she got to re reception? <laughs> well, you know, sometimes in the elevators, women like to work their hair. Uh, David, in Tennessee, you're on the Ron Fez show. Hey, Ronnie, uh, you've been putting soccer over pretty good, so I decided to get into it this year. I wake up this morning, and the United States is playing Algeria in an exciting game. The last four minutes, and they went, they scored goals. Like Did you, I think you're watching something from four years ago. We haven't started playing yet. I know. Yeah. I'm losing my mind in a hotel room. <laughs> the world's great, and it's from four years ago. Let's do a... Um uh, hashtag World Cup my balls. <laughs> I don't know why that hasn't caught on as a T-shirt. <laughs> United States has no uh, chance. Hashtag World Cup my balls. <laughs> Who, who's our first game against? Ghana. Fuck Ghana. We gonna beat them. Hashtag World Cup my balls. We gotta beat him. We we are gonna beat him. Hicks, you don't have a hashtag World Cup My Balls for me? Hey, where's my signed Pele poster? Hashcab, hashtag, hashtag, hashtag thank World you. Cup My Balls. Thank you, Hashcab. There you go. Hashtag. Thank you, big man. You're making fun of Fez because he fucked up World Cup for us this year. Put up the... Uh, Hashtag World Cup My Balls and see if we can't get it going. Let's see. <clears throat> I just did a... Uh, sometimes I can do animal calls when they're going back and forth. Um, 
Molly, I'm not going to ask you to do hashtag World Cup My Balls. Thanks. Because that's something you won't say, right? Right. You don't curse at all, correct? No, I do not curse. Good girl. Thank you. Good girl. I wish uh, Chris Stanley was a good girl, too. Hi, you're on the Ron and Fez show. What can we do for you? What is going on with these phones here today? Chris, what are you rocking to? This is the official World Cup song. Mm. Olay. Do they always do an official uh, World Cup song? Yeah, I think last time it was Shakira. And she's like from that area. Hold on, somebody just wrote this. Who the fuck plays football with a round ball anyway? Hashtag <laughs> will cut my balls. I can't wait until the D's win World Cup. D's nuts! <laughs> Hashtag will cut my balls. All right, you might want to get in on this. 866 Ron Zero Fez. 866 Ron Zero Fez. We haven't done one of these in a long time. Running that hashtag. I don't even know what teams are in it. Hashtag World Cup my balls. U.S. losing? Not gonna happen. Hashtag World Cup my balls. Fez can't tell time. Hashtag World Cup my balls. Uh, the hashtag is already up on the iBang uh, Twitter, on the Ron and Fez Twitter. Go over, put your hashtag in, and let's see if we can't get this going. Because you're supposed to be the funniest listeners in radio. And we haven't done this probably in two months with a hashtag. And what could be better than hashtag World Cup my balls? Nothing could be better. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Hey, Jason, you're on the Ron and Fez show. If you can't use your hands, how are you going to World Cup my balls? Hashtag World Cup my balls. Gunner, you're on the Ron and Fez show. Yes, the first game is in Sao Paulo, Brazil. One hour ahead of us. Hashtag World Cup my balls. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Five and a half billion people call it football, but we call it fucking soccer. Hashtag World Cup my balls. Uh, Ghana's a goner. Hashtag World Cup my balls. Hashtag hashtag Corn. Fuck Ghana. Hashtag World Cup my balls. Hashtag World Cup my balls and help me with this hernia. Uh, soccer stinks and I don't like it. Hashtag World Cup my balls. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. The, the winner gets a Brazilian dollars. Hashtag World <laughs> Cup my balls. I hear they're anticipating a Brazilian people at hashtag World Cup my balls. My balls are cold. Hashtag World Cup my balls. Uh, Chris in California. Chris in California. Yeah, how you guys doing? Uh, I just got back from a doctor's appointment and I don't have testicular cancer. Hashtag World Cup my balls and cough. Greg, you're on the Run of Fez show. Greg, Boston. Prostitution is legal in Brazil. Well, cut my balls. 
It's hashtag World Cup my balls. Chris, you're on the Run of Fez show. Fuck any sport that can end in a tie. World Cup sucks. Hashtag World Cup my balls. Austin, what do you got, buddy? Hashtag World Cup. Hashtag World Cup my balls. Uh, Jason in Kentucky. Hey, blame it on real. A fine skin flick. Hashtag World Cup my balls. That's far from a skin flick. Debbie Moore's in it. <laughs> uh, Kevin, you're on the run of Fez show. Most of America doesn't care. Hashtag World Cup my dick. Hey, you're on the run of Fez show. Yo, yo. Will Maurice. Hashtag World Cup my balls. Um, Snowy, you're on the run of Fez show. This has got to be better than that. Soccer moves. This is slow, isn't it? World, hashtag World Cup my balls. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Uh, let's calling on the best listeners in radio. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Let's read some of the hashtags right now. No hands allowed, but no amputees either. Hashtag World Cup my balls. <laughs> it takes me almost 500 strokes to win. Hashtag World Cup my balls. Um... If only I could get my wife to hashtag World Cup my balls. Uh, when it's four teams, it's too many. Two teams just right. And one team, one team isn't even in the game anymore. Hashtag World Cup my balls. Can you believe that Brazil is going to win this year? Hashtag <laughs> World Cup my balls. Soccer balls, more like cock and balls. Hashtag <laughs> World Cup my balls. Gonna get some Brazilian prostitutes to hashtag World Cup my balls. Come on and tweet me. You've got your mentions. I got my DMs. You've got your re- Uh, hey, uh, Steve. Steve, you're on the Run and Fez show. Brazilian nuts. You don't want to know what my grandfather called them. Mm. Hashtag World Cup my balls. I'll tell you later off air. Mom. Okay. Greg in Missouri, you're on the Run and Fez show. I'm going to need a reach around. <laughs> Hashtag World Cup my balls. Lewis in Manhattan. Hey, I got a fever, and the only prescription is some um, World Cup. Hashtag World Cup my balls. <laughs> Frank in Maryland. Is the World Cup over yet? Hashtag World Cup my balls. Pete and PA, you're on the Run of Fez show. Get Molly's face messy. Hey, hey. <laughs> Justin, you're on the Run of Fez show. I'm a 65-year-old gay virgin. Please hashtag cut my balls. Dave, you're on the Run of Fez show. Just show me an Anthony Bourdain episode in Brazil. Hashtag World Cup my balls. (laughs) 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. I wish I knew something about soccer so I could make more hashtag World Cup my ball jokes. Group G, more like grope me. Hashtag World Cup my balls. Um... All the confused people when this gets trending can hashtag <laughs> World Cup my balls. Brazilian wax and hashtag 
World Cup, my balls. Watching that greasy Italian team dive on the pitch more than Greg Luganis every four years. Hashtag World Cup, my balls. My balloon nut itches. Hashtag World Cup, my balls. Can we get some Brazilian, uh, beautiful Brazilian women to hashtag World Cup, my balls? Cookie, cookie, cookie. Hashtag World Cup, my balls. Sometimes when it's hot and humid, they hang like sweaty taffy. Hashtag <laughs> World Cup, my balls. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Calling on the best listeners in radio. Uh, it's a good one. Let's see if we can get this up and running. It's hashtag World Cup, my balls. East End Rob. Ronnie B, can't get Dr. Conrad Murray to come to your house to administer propofol? Try World Cup soccer. Hashtag World Cup my balls. Eddie in New Jersey. Stick your vavella up your stinky Brazilian ash. <laughs> Hashtag World Cup my balls. John in Oregon, you're on the Run of Fez show. Soccer, I'd rather liquor. Hashtag World Cup my balls. Chris in Indiana. I just got a Brazilian, so you can hashtag World Cup my balls. Will in Connecticut. This is excellent cocaine. Hashtag World Cup my balls. <laughs> Look who it is. It's Hot Rock Johnny. I hope the weather holds up because nobody likes wet balls. World Cup my balls. <laughs> it's hashtag World Cup my balls. It's going to be a tough day to try to get trending with so many people doing their own World Cup stuff. Let's go over here to, I came for the blowjob. I stayed for the hashtag World Cup my balls. At least it's not hockey. Hashtag World Cup my balls. If they beat us, we will invade them. Hashtag World Cup my balls. World Cup the halls. Hashtag World Cup my balls. Um... If hashtag World Cup my balls, then I'm going to get genital warts. I hope the referees have life insurance. Hashtag World Cup my balls. The dirtier your drinking water, the better your soccer team. Hashtag World Cup my balls. Uh, big, big news. This end right now. We're just finding out. The Ron and Fez Show is now trending. Nationwide. Trending in the USA. Hashtag World Cup my balls. Uh, Lou in New Jersey. You're on the Ron and Fez show. Uh, let's go to Mike. Mike, what do you got? Hey, Ron. Going old school Coca-Cola style. I'd like to teach the hashtag World Cup my balls. Here's uh, Mike in Queens. Old school, get your balls out! Hashtag World Cup My Balls. Dave in Ohio. In the heat of the night, they stick to my leg. Hashtag World <laughs> Cup My Balls. John in Mississippi. 
I'm a non-practicing gay man. Hashtag World Cup my balls. It's like Fez. Lou, <laughs> Lou, what do you got? Forza Italia. Hashtag World Cup my balls. Bill in Santa Cruz. A great breakfast for watching World Cup is corned beef hash. Tag my balls. Here is Larry. Larry, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, Lay. More like gay, Lay. Hashtag World Cup my balls. <laughs> Jeff. Jeff and Bass. Bob De Niro says, what's this hashtag World Cup my balls coming to? Here is Bill in Boston. Bill. The American coach says hard work will set you free. Hashtag World Cup my balls. All right, let's read off the internets here. Uh... One person just writes, I don't know what it's about, but it's funny. <laughs> Hashtag World Cup my balls. Uh, it's always funny when people who are not listening just see a hashtag pop up. World Cup, hashtag World Cup My Balls midfielder, more like MILF feeler. I don't understand the offside rules. Hashtag World Cup My Balls. Is there a Zamboni? Hashtag World Cup My Balls. Where's my Langos? Hashtag World Cup My Balls. Hashtag K-Corn. Uh, if I get a Chinese massage, will they hashtag World Cup My Balls? During the World Cup, I will only be watching Brazilian fart porn fetish videos. Videos. Hashtag World Cup My Balls. Topical. By, by Curious Hookers and Bicycle Kicks. Hashtag World Cup My Balls. And ladies and gentlemen, keep it going because you are trending. The Ron and Fez Show is now trending nationwide. Ah, you should all be proud of this one. Hashtag World Cup My Balls is up and going. And really, they should even go on without us because this one works, I think, for any. When the kids get home, they're going to love this one. Uh, Dave in Ohio. Where are all those stupid horns from the South Africa World Cup? Hashtag World Cup my balls. Caster Troy. Has anyone seen my brother Pollux? Hashtag find Pollux. Uh, let's go over here to Missy. You're on the Run and Fez show. Red card, Chris Stanley, after he hashtag World Cup his balls. <laughs> Robin, New Jersey. We're balls to the faces and accepted defense. Hashtag. <laughs> Boner in Boston. Boner in Boston. Uh, let's move on to Mike. Mike. To the windows. To the walls. Hashtag World Cup my balls. Yeah. Robin, Florida. You're on the run of Fez show. Let's see that other F word, Lionel Messi, dribble around the Seahawks defense. Hashtag World Cup my balls. That is true. They'd be on him in a fucking heartbeat. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Let's go back to the Twitter. The tightest goal in all of radio. Hashtag World Cup my balls. Soccer. I don't even know her. Hashtag World Cup my balls. <laughs> Are the Jews allowed at hashtag World Cup my balls? World Cup my balls. Why not Chris Stanley Cup my balls? Uh, do you think Black Twitter will find hashtag World Cup my balls? The Brazilian beaches hardly have any corpses on them. Hashtag World Cup my balls. Remember the Metro uh, stars? LOL, me neither. Hashtag World Cup my balls. When you pee in my butt, 
Please, hashtag World Cup my balls. After three hours of play, the score is the score is one nil. Hashtag World Cup my balls. Eight six six Ron Zero Fez. Eight six six Ron Zero Fez. It happened fast. It happened quick. It's now the number one trend in the USA. The Ron and Fez Show is now trending nationwide. Um, oh, uh, Fez, I just seen the worldwide uh, trends. Number four worldwide is hashtag World Cup My Balls. <laughs> the Ron and Fez show is now trending worldwide. You guys are fucking ridiculous. <laughs> I don't think those balls will fit in my mouth. Hashtag World Cup my balls. Red flag this. Hashtag World Cup my balls. Shelby's lips or Fezzy's hips. Hashtag World Cup my balls. Um, let's go back to the phones. Jess in Canada. Jess in Canada. Hey, uh, what's black and white and round? A fat mulatto, a.k.a. Chris Stanley. Hashtag World Cup My Balls. Luke in Massachusetts. When I watch the halls, all I want is Narista. Hashtag World Cup My Balls. Doug in Boston. I got a rash. Hashtag World Cup My Balls so I can put some gold on. Greg, you're on the Run of Fez show. Uh, Bob in Tucson. Two girls and a World Cup. Cup, hashtag my balls. Chris in D.C. Just call me Al Bundy while I watch the tube and hashtag World Cup my balls. Okay. Matt <laughs> in Pasadena. <laughs> All of the head injuries and none of the excitement of American football, hashtag World Cup my balls. Uh, Richard in Florida. Says, give me a Brazilian reach around. Hashtag World Cup my balls. Dean in Pittsburgh. That soccer ball just hit me in the nuts. Hashtag World Cup my ball. Sean in Ohio. Bitten the guy with the 140-pound testicle just die. Hashtag World Cup my ball. Michael in Buffalo. Steve in Texas. I'm drunk already. Hashtag World Cup my ball. <laughs> I believe you. <laughs> Sean in North Carolina. The Panga had some take old biddies on. Boy meets hashtag... World Cup, my balls. This is terrible. <laughs> uh, Bill. Unscreen phone calls, more like hashtag World Cup, my balls. David DC. I can smell the monkey ass from here. Hashtag World Cup, my balls. Uh, Trent. Trent. Yeah. I don't remember eating any corn. Hashtag World Cup, my balls. Um, World Cup My Balls has now moved up to number three worldwide. And I just love the idea that some kid in England putting on Twitter all excited looking for the World Cup people to talk to. And it's hashtag World Cup My Balls. The Ron and Fez Show is now trending worldwide. (laughs) 
There are actual 45 balls on the field. Think about it. Hashtag World Cup my balls. How many halves are there in the game? Hashtag World Cup my balls. 32 enter. One team's leave leaves. Oh, and we can do it by force. Hashtag World Cup my balls. K-Corn sales skyrocket as hashtag World Cup my balls draws closer. Makes noise of a frog coming. Uh... Hashtag World Cup My Balls while you measure my inseam. Shelby, enjoy a flare to the back of your head. Hashtag World Cup My Balls. Is there a chance that LeBron gets hurt just watching? Hashtag World Cup My Balls. There are no beeping smoke detectors in the stadiums at hashtag World Cup My Balls. This isn't a sexual thing. I just need help carrying them all to the pitch. (laughs) Hashtag World Cup My Balls. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. FIFA can hashtag World Cup my balls. Vito stars in the halls. More like hashtag World (laughs) Cup my balls. Uh, Ronnie in Detroit. Ronnie in Detroit. What do you got, pal? Hey, uh, I do you spell hashtag World Cup my balls. Uh, here's uh, James in Chicago. What the fuck is injury time? Hashtag World Cup my balls. Michael in Buffalo. Kicked my cat over the falls. Hey there. Hashtag World Cup my balls. Mike in New York. Long and tan and cool and lovely. The girl from Impanema can hashtag World Cup my balls. Ah, great. <laughs> uh, Jeremy. All right. <clears throat> Better check for an Adam's apple. You might accidentally hashtag World Cup my ball. Greg in Florida. The reason why I like foosball better than soccer? No running. Hashtag my foosball. Greg in Kansas City. Yeah, how are they going to get this done when you can't use your hands and this shit fucking trending? Hashtag World Cup my ball. Uh, Ian in New Jersey. Ghana, more like gonorrhea. Hashtag World Cup my balls. James, James in Colorado. I put my cons on my shaft and my nuts, so it hashtag World Cup my balls. Uh, let's go over to Bill. Bill in Kansas. Bend it like Beckham did when he put it in Pasha's ass. Hashtag World Cup my balls. Eight six six Ron zero Fez. Eight six six Ron zero Fez. Um. I'll just read some of these because some of these people are just trying to figure it out. Fuck, this is a nice hashtag. <laughs> hashtag World Cup my balls. Nos trending tapas munitas. Hashtag World Cup my balls. I don't have no idea what that means. Uh, let the diving begin. Hashtag World Cup my balls. No one gets along better than soccer fans and riot police hashtag world cup my balls usa one gone a zero 14 dead here's a guy who just wrote tomorrow is friday the 13th and my country is playing against australia hashtag world cup my balls i wonder see who's playing against australia tomorrow and we'll see what country picked up on that one chile oh nice but I'm sure the Olympics will be spectacular. Hashtag World Cup my balls. Earth gave me a, a back rub. Then hashtag World Cup my balls. 
Uh, Pete, Pete in Alabama, what do you got, pal? Fezzy, please, hashtag World Cup my balls. John in New Jersey. Screw the Vuvuzela. I'm playing a K-Corn. Hashtag World Cup my balls. David, North Carolina. Obama's big boner loves hashtag World Cup my balls. <laughs> Jeff in Austin. Soccer, I don't even know her. Hashtag World Cup my balls. Austin. Hashtag World Cup my balls. Slowly I turn, step by step, inch by inch. T-Bone in Boston. Give me two good coughs. Hashtag World Cup my balls. Chris in Nebraska. I just got paylaid and she didn't even hashtag World Cup my balls. All right. Um, let's read some more of these. Hashtag World Cup My Balls is trending? Oh, my God. Um, hashtag World Cup My Balls are blue. Um, come for the football, stay for the whores. Hashtag World Cup My Balls. Nobody bought my signed Pele book on eBay. Hashtag World Cup My Balls. It's a small hashtag World Cup My Balls after all. Uh, hashtag World Cup My Balls. Uh, someone in Brazil just writes, Hashtag World Cup My Balls. And then KKKKKKKKKKKKKKKKKKKKKKKKKKKKKKKKKKKKKKKKKKKKKKKKKKKKKKKKKKKKKKKKKKKKKKKKKKKKKKKKKKKKKKKKKKKKKKKKKKKK
you will hear me laugh so hard that I have no control. He makes me laugh as if I'm a baby and like he's a funny rattle, like a monkey with a rattle in front of a baby. That's how I felt during this unmasked. It is Brian Regan, the funniest man alive. Uh, and this is Unmasked with Brian Regan. This is the best of Ron and Fez. Ron and Fez. <laughs> I realized I was going to have to do limbo right off the bat. I'm, I'm glad it uh, took all of about two seconds for you to have an awkward social moment. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's my life, man. You really uh, do owe your entire career for to a lack of feeling comfortable. Um, a lot of people go to a therapist and yeah. you make a lot of money out of it. Yeah, I go on stage in front of <laughs> hundreds of people and you know, I, I, it's weird. Like I, I feel like completely uncomfortable for like 23 hours out of the day and yeah. then for one hour I go up and talk about it and <laughs> they give me a check. And, I'm still uncomfortable. <laughs> it, it really is the strangest thing because it's very strange for somebody who feels like that, who feels like, boy, I just want everything to is everything okay <laughs> wherever he goes because whenever you talk to Brian it's it's almost like he's got one foot out the door no matter what happens is is this canceled fine I'm out of here but uh, it seems to me like that would be not the type of personality that would be comfortable walking out on stage and and being the center of attention yeah it's true I mean you know it, it's weird because there are times that I feel more comfortable on stage in front of all those people than right. I do, you know, here. <laughs> no, uh, and, and it's weird because I, I think a lot of performers are like that, though. You mm -hmm. know, it's like they, they get something out of being on stage and, uh, you know, that gives them something that is missing in their soul. <laughs> but uh, no, it's it's a cool thing. It's interesting because as long as I've known you, it's been a long time. And all the every comic I've ever known, you're on their list, their short list of favorite comics. But I've never seen you... Holding court, where you're standing in the middle of the room as everybody's listening to your war stories. You always, in a crowd, kind of put yourself as being part of the crowd. You never try to right. grab center stage. Right, right, right. Yeah. Off stage, I just like to melt, you know. <laughs> it, it always amazes me. Like, I, I'll go do a show somewhere, and, you know, I got, I, I'm proud that I have a pretty good following, you know, and I'll go do a show, and then, like, 10 minutes later, I'll be in a Starbucks, and nobody knows me. <laughs> And I'm like, how is this possible? You know, I just had 2,000 people laughing, and now I'm like waiting in line. And but oddly enough, it's kind of the best of both worlds. Yes, because, absolutely. You know, you don't want to end up on page six. You don't want people to worry about if you were drunk somewhere. Yeah, and, nobody cares. Yeah, no one cares at all. I come out of bars drunk. I fall on my face, and people get out of the way. Maybe somebody important's coming out. Um, one time I, I was doing... Uh, Letterman, because yeah, I'm always concerned about other people. I was doing Letterman, and they pick you up in a limousine, and it makes you feel like you're a big shot. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to the show, and Pierce Brosnan was supposed to be on the same show. He was on the same show. And um, so the limousine has tinted windows, and as I'm pulling up, I see all these people with Pierce Brosnan 8x10s like, <laughs> going to the limo. And I, I don't want these people to think that 
Pierce Brosnan <laughs> is snubbing them. Right. So I'm like, I better let them know that it's not Pierce Brosnan. So I go, stop the car. And they all come up, and I put down the window, like, hey, he's not. And they all go, oh, get out of here. I'm like, I'm, I'm taking a bullet for Pierce Brosnan. Just angry at me. It's so sad that your good intentions just made everything so much worse. <laughs> Yes. Which seems to be the Brian Regan story. <laughs> yeah. I tried to fix this, and I just can't. Yeah, I, I want to make it better. <laughs> At what point did you think uh, that humor mattered? That you think that that you even be became aware? Not even so much that you were funny, but that that funny had some kind of. Uh, place in the world do you remember that at all well seeing professionals or <laughs> one of the first times i remember like when i was a kid i grew up in a family of eight kids mm -hmm. and everybody's fun funny in our family you know my mom and dad are both very funny people and i was a little kid we were in the back of the station wagon and we were passing a funeral p procession and i the first time i remember being funny it was like i wasn't even trying to be funny i just asked my dad i said have you ever seen a real live dead man? <laughs> and he just started laughing. Uh, I don't even know what I'd said, you know. Have I seen what? I said, have you ever seen a real live dead man? He goes, I can honestly tell you, I have never seen a real live dead man, son. I don't know where you get these thoughts. And I'm like, I don't know where I get them either, dad. You still haven't answered the question. So you weren't rewarded with a good feeling, right? Even then, your humor makes things feel even more awkward. Uh, my dad, my dad has a very, very great sense of humor, you know. But when, but very dry. He says things with a straight face, and you don't know if he's joking or not. I remember one time we were in the car and we were passing like this restaurant, and there was I, I was looking out the window and saw a bunch of. Uh, logs lined up or piled up you know I guess they were using them to cook at this barbecue place and my dad was looking straight ahead and said uh, wow look at all this traffic well I was looking at the logs <laughs> and I said oh and I was a little kid I said Are, is that traffic the logs and he goes yeah son yeah that's traffic so I thought that was I thought traffic was logs for like two years and he he come home from work boy a lot of traffic today Marie and I'm like my, why is my dad obsessed with logs you know <laughs> And I found out, I think six months ago, that logs, <laughs> not actually traffic. I can't picture you being the class clown disrupting the, the class yelling stuff. When I was in grade school, I remember we had one class where there was a closet up in front of the, the class. And I went and hid in there, like, during lunch. And then when we came back from lunch, the teacher came back in. And the class, they were all in their seats, and I was in the closet, and she came over to where, like, she had to write some stuff on the board, and I just opened the closet and just kept, like, doing this behind her head. <laughs> Moving my arm up and down, and everybody was laughing, and yeah. I, I'm in the closet. I don't even see it, and I'm going, I love this feeling. <laughs> oh, sure. You have that kind of wit as a young man. <laughs> the way I crafted that joke. <laughs> waving behind a woman's head. My God. I don't know where I come up with these brilliant ideas, but... But the feeling... <laughs> the feeling was fantastic for you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was like, it, it feels... And I felt good. I was like, man, 
yeah. I, I have power over these people, and I, I'm upstaging our teacher, you know? And I remember she was, like, so sweet, you know? Like, yeah. ten minutes into it, she turned around, oh, were you stuck in there? And I'm like, yeah. And again, <laughs> you felt bad. <laughs> oh, no, I was trying all, to get some laughs. All the feelings of joy vanished. It's gone. And once again... <laughs> Uh, so at that point, you started to think, I got a little bit of a knack for this. Well, no, no. That, that was in grade school. Mm -hmm. And years later, I found um, when we graduated from eighth grade, some committee, like, they took everybody in the class and wrote down what they thought they would be when they grew up. Mm -hmm. And, like, there was a friend of mine that said professional football player and for another guy, a cop and stuff like that. And for me, it said comedian and showman. And this is when I was in eighth grade, and I, I didn't even have that dream, you know? And then I went to high school and college thinking I was going to be an accountant. <laughs> That's true. I wanted to be an accountant, and then uh, it ended up going in this direction. You, you went into college, and you're studying to be an accountant? Mm-hmm. And... Uh, for about three weeks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Until I realized how hard it was to <laughs> add and subtract. Yeah. And, <laughs> That's yeah, true, I don't see but, you being comfortable with paperwork. Oh, man. Well, yeah. well one of my first classes was like at uh, 7 o'clock in the morning in college. And uh -huh. my nickname in college is was Rip for Rip Van Winkle because mm -hmm. I slept all the time. And um, and I missed, I missed all these classes at 7 o'clock in the morning. And I remember thinking, I can't have a job that I have to wake <laughs> up for. And we had a comedian perform at our college and the show started at 8 p.m. and I was like, hey, <laughs> you know, those are the kind of hours that I think I can handle. Now, do you remember who the comic was? or uh, Tom Parks. So when you're watching him on stage, do you think... At that point, have you thought uh, started thinking, hey, what's it like to do this? Or yeah, yeah. This? yeah. Yeah, I began going, hey, maybe there'd be something to this, you know? Did anybody, uh, any friends start and tell you, you know, maybe this is something you should do, you're a funny guy, or... Uh, no, no. Actually, um, when I was an accountant, or <laughs> <laughs> when I was thinking I would be an accountant, um, I got all disillusioned, you know. I, was, I played football, too, in college. I went to my college football coach and said, I don't know what I'm doing here. And he was the one who recommended the communication theater arts department and said, uh, you might want to switch majors. He goes, you're pretty funny on the team. I don't, right. I don't know if that was a compliment or not. You know? <laughs> what, what, what position were you playing? <laughs> I was the court jester. Uh, <laughs> had a funny hat. <laughs> I dance around. No, I was a wide receiver. And, uh, had the hands of a comic. <laughs> <laughs> right. So I, I switched majors, and one of my first classes was a, a speech class, and we had to give five-minute speeches once a week in front of the class and uh and my first one i tried to make it like humorous you know and there was only like i guess the size of a class right here and uh and i got everybody going with this five-minute thing and i remember going man i love this feeling you know and i used to live for these five-minute speeches i mean it was just like uh that's what really got me thinking about how much i enjoyed it you know and were you getting that anywhere else in your life i mean you brought it up a couple of times that that it was a feeling of power, but w could you even say like you had it at any other point, or was it just comedy at that point? Well, I used to get it. Um, I have a lot of weapons. Mm -hmm. uh, no, <laughs> <laughs> that feeling of power when you're holding a weapon like in a public place is like. Well, I love it. You know? Yeah, but. 
but society frowns on it, you know. I never hurt anybody, I just aim it around, you know. And then I go, oh, maybe comedy, you know, it's a little more lighthearted. Uh, so, uh, what got you up on stage the first time? What uh, got you doing stand-up? In this small town where my college was, I, I knew I wanted to be a comedian, but I didn't know where to do it. And I went to a movie theater. This is in Tiffin, Ohio. The Ritz Movie Theater. It's, you know, old, old theater. And uh, I'm sitting there waiting for the movie to start. And there's all these people in the audience. And I thought, you know, I wonder if somebody, if they would let me do comedy before the movie wow. started. So after the movie, I went out and I talked to the manager. He was this old guy. And I said, uh, hey, man, I'm a student at the, over at Heidelberg. And I was wondering if, um, if I could do comedy before the movies start. And he was like, well, I don't know about that, but come on in, I want to talk to you. And I'm like, oh, wow, talking to my first show business person, you know. <laughs> and he said, uh, do you have a, you know, you got any press material? You got a tape or anything like that? I didn't know what he was talking about. He says, you got to have pictures and you have to have uh, tape. So I went out and I, 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 had, I, I hired a photographer to take pictures of me. I didn't realize they were supposed to be 8 by 10s <laughs> I had a bunch of 3 by 5s made. <laughs> Canadian and showman. Yeah. There he is. <laughs> I don't know what the proper dimensions were. Well, I've got my three by fives. Uh, and I think it's great to bring a smaller than life feeling. <laughs> and have a jeweler's glass. To, who's performing here? And he said that he wanted to hear a tape. And I went and bought a tape recorder. And I went into my dorm room. You know, I didn't know he meant like a live show. How could he have a live show tape? I've never done it before, you know? So I went in my dorm room and I just would think of a funny thing and click, say it. <laughs> I would, you know, spend another five minutes trying to think of something else funny and then I would say that. You, it's you, true. You honestly may be the most awkward person I've ever even heard of. I, first of all, you're at a movie theater. <laughs> There's no live performers. Right. You come in with a three by five picture, headshot. I, I, yes, I came in, I had and, and I like a week later I go in with my three by fives and my, my tape. And I drop it off to him, and uh, he, go, come, he goes, like, come back tomorrow if I get a chance to look it over, you know? So I said, great. I go back the next day. He goes, I heard your tape. <laughs> and he goes, I loved it. <laughs> this, okay. This honestly sounds like a, like a first draft screenplay for the jerk. It just, <laughs> it just doesn't make sense on any level. <laughs> this is true. He said he loved it. <laughs> and uh, he goes, I, I don't, I don't think you know, stand up and before the movie would work. But he goes, there's a stage behind the screen, and we do shows here. And I'm like, wow, okay. And he goes, I'm doing a show next Saturday. It's uh, it's for Mickey Mouse's birthday party, and it's going to be a bunch of parents and their kids, and you can perform at it if you want. So I said, great, you know. So uh, I took the the gig, my first gig. <laughs> And uh, I remember, like, that week I saw flyers posted, like, on posts and stuff like that. <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't have a good vocabulary. <laughs> it's, I, I don't, it's, a diff it's a French word. It's telephone pole. <laughs> uh, I don't know how to complete that sentence. I saw flyers on pl places where flyers would be posted. <laughs> on poster... <laughs> 
and, and, and I'm looking at these, and it's like Mickey Mouse's birthday party. I'm like, wow, that's where I'm performing. And they had like, uh, you know, there's going to be cartoons, <laughs> balloons. And then they had, uh, it said, in person, comedian. And I'm like, in person? I've never, like, this would mean something to some. Oh, it's, he's going to be in person? In person, comedian Rip Regan, which, you know, Rip was my name at the time. And then next to it, in a big star, free piece of birthday cake. I was like, I was outbilled by a piece of cake. I was like, I was this big, and then a cake, you know? So we go endure the guy in person, and we get a free piece of cake. So that was that was the the first show. No one was laughing, and the adults weren't laughing. The kids weren't laughing. The kids got bored and started running up and down the aisles, and they started popping balloons and stuff, you know, to fill the the time, the void. <laughs> and the old guy, the manager, came in to the theater and started yelling at them, "Shout! Show the man respect!" And I'm like, oh my gosh. It was, it was horrible. And, and, and I finally said goodnight and, uh, you know, maybe three people, like, you know, that, that kind of thing. And I, and I got off stage. And I was embarrassed to go through the crowd. And I walked through an alleyway out to the front, you know, and I had the alleyway was so small I had to, like, walk sideways, you know. And uh, I, I didn't know whether to just go back to the dorm or to at least go, you know, thank the guy for the opportunity. So I just wanted to do, do the right thing I went in and I said hey man th thanks for letting me on your show and he goes come into the office and so I go into the office and he goes I loved it <laughs> <laughs> like, were you in there you know <laughs> I I have a feeling he was a pedophile <laughs> I cannot imagine because for you to be where you are here today this has got you've got to be the longest shot that's ever come in in the history of comedy <laughs> there, I can't imagine a worse oh, opening it was, it was, gig it was terrible and the guy he gave me ten dollars I wasn't I, I wasn't expecting any money he goes here ten dollars you know and I was like oh my gosh I'm getting paid and he goes I'm gonna tell you something there was a talent scout in there so don't be surprised if you get a phone call I still haven't gotten that call <laughs> I'm still waiting. I check my messages every day. Hey, Rip Regan? <laughs> From the Ritz Movie Theater? Yeah, right. Can you get me in touch with that piece of cake? Wow. I t I, 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 honestly, I, that's the most pathetic story I've uh, ever yeah, heard in my true. life. Uh, and, and I still have the flyer somewhere. Yeah. i got to find it. You know? And to me, like when something like that happens, and it happens to everyone, uh, like 90%, if not more, 95% of people will go, well, that's enough. I've proved <laughs> that I don't know what I'm doing. I got to get out of here. And it's the guys that stick with it. And yeah. why do you think that was uh, that you said, even though I got off this awful start, I got to keep going? I don't know. That's a good question. In fact, I often wonder, you know, when, when I talked to, I, I ended up, you know, auditioning at a comedy club and my first time in a comedy club you know, went okay, uh -huh. and then I bombed like a few times after that, but at least I had the memory of the first time in a comedy right. club. And I've always asked, you know, you ask comedians about their first time on stage, and I, I, I often hear, usually, that they did well their uh -huh. first time. And, uh, and I just wonder how many, like, potentially 
great comics just tried it once and bombed and went that's it I, I'm never, I'm never do that. coming back again I'm never yeah. coming back not realizing well it's a process you're, you're gonna bomb more than not you know? uh, and, uh, it's true and I know what it is about stand up because if you went to play baseball and you struck out the first time right. You, right. yeah right you wouldn't quit <laughs> but with comedy people do yeah. have a tendency to go well I gave it that shot and that's it it did not happen for me and that's the end of it where you uh, and I know for a fact uh I saw you, I believe, on the first time that you had a, a paid road gig when you left uh, yeah. Fort Lauderdale and came in. And uh, I know for several years of your life was filled with hell gigs, you know, because that was just the process of what was happening yeah. in the 80s. And at any time did it shake you and think, I, I'm, sure. you know, I went out? Yeah, I mean, I, I used to do, when I moved to New York, you know, you'd do all these one-nighters and... Uh, in bars, you know, they'd have mm -hmm. comedy one night a week. And I went to this one place that uh, the the audience, they weren't even seated. It was They were just all standing. It was all guys. Was this in New Jersey? Yeah. You, I think uh, you know the place. The Fireside yes. Tavern. Yeah, yeah. Mary's Fireside. It's Betty's Fireside. Betty's Fireside Tavern. And I had heard of this place. It was supposed to be infamous for being like yeah. uh, a rough place for comics. But I thought, you know, I'm naive. I'm going, ah, if you're kind of funny, they'll be nice to you, you know. So I go to this place. I'm going to be the first comedian. No offstage intro. It's just going to be, uh, they just wanted me to climb on stage. And it's like, it's the stage, and then there's the bartenders in front of you, and then the bar. So there's bartenders in front of you. And, uh, and then it's all these people just standing. And they said, okay, you get up there. And I'm like, well, who's going to introduce me? Nobody. Just walk on stage. So I started to climb the stairs. And I have to say a bad word here. I know we have a young man here. I apologize. But uh, uh, as I'm walking up the steps, this guy yells, you suck. And I'm like, I I'm not even at the... <laughs> I haven't even said anything. How, how is this possible that they could have this opinion? And I just kind of, I can't, I, I'm, not, I'm not at the mic to defend myself, so I just, hey, how you doing, you know? <laughs> and I keep walking, and another guy from the other side goes, we think you suck over here, too. <laughs> and I get to the mic, hey, come on, fellas, you know, and I'm trying to nice guy it, you know? Right. It's like, uh, just give me a couple seconds, and then they just buried me, man. They just, and I just melted like a candle and got off stage like, what is that all about? <laughs> yeah, I were. I worked that room too and it was so brutal and I, like you I had no idea what was going on and why I would just fight back but I could see out of the corner of my eye out of the exit light I could see my chick there and I saw her holding our car keys <laughs> like don't get money jump off and we'll be in the car right. before they kill us because it it was like Christians and lions in that room. Yeah, it can be rough, man. Uh, and I know uh, you've been stiffed, and in the early stages of that, where you, you'll do good shows, and you know the owners disappear, and uh, it's just, it, it, it's got to be one of the toughest things for for anybody to go through. When Especially, you're to yeah, yeah, when you're you're starting, and uh, you know, I remember one time I finished a, a gig. It was like a six night thing at the end of the week. Uh, there was all this talk that uh, the club wasn't paying the comics and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. I was co-headlining with another guy, and I was new. I, I, I had never really headlined before. It was like my first mm -hmm. experience at that. 
So that guy goes into the office first and he comes out and he goes, I got my money, man. It was all in ones and fives, but I got it. And I'm like, well, if they're down to ones and fives with him, what could possibly be left? So I go back, I go into the office and they're like, how much do we owe you? And I told them and they said, well, you had some drinks at the bar, right? And I'm like, oh, no. And I'm like, yeah. And they, they, so they deducted the price of that and something. And as long as they give me, you know, my money and then and the guy goes, okay, so it's this amount, right? And I said, yeah. And he goes, Okay, we'll get that to you. <laughs> and I was like, well, I, was, I need it now. And he's like, well, we don't have it. And, it, and it, two weeks of phone calls. Uh, and every time I would call, I would hear the owner pick up the phone and he would pretend like he was other people. <laughs> and I called one time and he's like, hello. And I know it's him. And I said, hey, this is uh, Brian Regan. And he's like, oh, no, this is Gordon, the bus boy. <laughs> like, who, who would answer the phone like that? <laughs> <laughs> and I didn't want to like let him know that. And I, and I was pretend. I, I, oh, Gordon, can you tell John that Brian called? And two weeks, and finally, I, uh, two weeks later, I was back in uh, where the, where the club was, and I I go like in the middle of the day. I figured that was the only way to get paid. Right. I go in. There's like five cop cars out front. And I walk in and I see the owner. Like, hey, Brian, how you doing? I'll be with you in a second. He's talking to like three cops. <laughs> And I asked somebody else, I said, what's going on? He goes, uh, a comedian came in today and asked to get paid, and the owner punched him in the face. <laughs> and I was like, hey, great. <laughs> That's why I'm here. <laughs> but it worked out great because the cops were there, and he didn't want to, like, you know, have a second, you know. Uh, so he was like, how much do I owe you? And he just paid me everything, you know. As soon as you said John, I know exactly who it was. Yeah, cause I didn't it's a sad thing. Say the last name. Uh, but he, uh, we used to call him Johnny Cash because you could never take a check from him for any. <laughs> he would write a check out for anything. I could either give you a hundred dollars or write you a check for a million. Doesn't matter to me. <laughs> take it with you and feel good on the way to the bank. <laughs> they, uh, it, it was, uh, it was a, a crazy time. But at least, uh, as if. You were working, you know what right. I mean. You're you're out there on the road because the comedy expl uh, 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 club explosion happened, and you could go from very quickly to be able to 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 get out there and work your craft. Where if it was ten years before, you were down to you know two or three clubs in the whole country. Mm -hmm. yeah, and it was like that was few and far between. Most people like did the right thing and paid you at the end of the week, and uh, you know not much, but you get enough to go to the next gig. I used to buy these. Uh, 30-day Greyhound bus passes mm -hmm. to go from city to city and uh, I was at I was at a bus stop one time I think Knoxville Tennessee the owner of the club brought me there like at six o'clock in the morning for my bus to the next gig and uh, the bus station you know I had looked it up where the bus station was gonna be it was this old gas station out in the middle of nowhere and uh, there was like a rusty Greyhound sign just blowing back and forth in the mm -hmm. breeze and I'm like Eesh, you know <laughs> And the owner goes, I got to drop you off. I, I don't have time to hang around. Uh, so he drops me off. The gas station's closed. And it was like a cornfield across the way or some farm field. And I'm just standing there by myself. I'm like, the bus is supposed to be here at 630 or whatever. And at like 625, this Greyhound bus pulls around a corner, pulls right up. And uh, I'm like, okay, great. The bus is here. The driver opens the door and goes, I've been driving this route for three years. You are the first person that has ever been at this stop. I'm like, what? You know, and I had like my little bags. He goes, the bus is full, man. There are no seats, but you're welcome to get on, but you got to sit on the floor. So I get on the bus and I 
sitting on the floor <laughs> between people in these bus seats. And I remember thinking, I'm jealous of people sitting on a bus. I'm like, one of these days, I'm going to be living like them. <laughs> Yeah. Did you ever think to yourself, I'm on a path, I'm doing the right thing, all this will pay off for me? Yeah, well, it's when you get the laughs at night, man. It, you know, it makes it all that worthwhile. Was, that was plenty for you. Yeah. You, you didn't know. have a, hey, sometime, uh, you know, I'll be going around playing theaters and I'll have uh, oh, comedy no. specials. I, I, how would you, you know, I mean, you might have like crazy dreams in the back of your head, but I, I just wanted to be a comedian that could work in comedy clubs mm -hmm. for the rest of my life, which uh, I, I still think is a wonderful life, you know? Um, I remember when I was in, when I first started doing comedy, I thought if I could get to the point where, and this was to me was like a wild dream. Mm -hmm. I thought if I, if I could get like $100 a night doing comedy, I'd be happy for the rest of my life. Now, I'm not quite there, but, <laughs> <laughs> but that, that's all I ever wanted, you know, just to, enough to pay my bills. And, and that, would have been, that would have been plenty. Even today, you'd be happy if that's where you, you are right now. Well, I've got a wife and kids now. I don't know if, if I came home. All but, sitting on the floor of the bus with you. <laughs> Enjoy these Greyhound passes, kids. Well, I will bring this up because I did see you. When I met you, you were doing your first road gig because you, you'd, you've been a, a regular at the club in, in Lauderdale, right? Right. Uh, and done that for what, like about a year or so? Uh, like two and a half years. But, and I remember uh, when you came in, I think the first time I saw you, you had like 20 minutes material. And about 18 of those minutes were ready for TV already. And most of it, I think, made. Mm. Uh, made it to TV at some point and very rarely changed. So right from the beginning, you were a fantastic writer. Thank you. And was it for you? Was it always about the writing? Was it... Um, uh, and, and really, even though I think that, that you're, you, you've, you've expanded, you know, your stage persona or whatever, you were already on that place. Like, it wasn't, you, you would be able to tell that you were on to the person that was going to become, you know. No, I appreciate that, man. I mean, yeah, a lot of it is about the writing, you know. I mean, for me, the fun in, in doing stand-up is making that connection with the audience where they're laughing at something that you thought of, you know? Mm -hmm. A lot of times people will, like, come up and say, hey, you ought to try this joke, and it's like, what? Well, I, I didn't think of it, you know? I, I mean, right. th that to me is like an empty feeling to say a joke I didn't think of and have the crowd laugh. It's like, well, that had nothing to do with my brain, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I, I like to have thought of the stuff. And, um, I, and, and but it's weird. I, I've been doing it, like, a, a long time, and I, I still don't know what makes people laugh. Mm -hmm. You just got to try it, and sometimes it'll work, and sometimes it won't. I did a joke the other night, brand new joke on stage, thinking, hey, you know, I know how to write. This will get a laugh. It got nothing. And it was... Um, Road rage. <laughs> I think this is funny, but don't feel pressured to laugh because <laughs> a whole theater the other night didn't laugh at it. So I said, <laughs> I don't know. I think it's funny, but I said, hey, road rage, road rage, <laughs> road rage is a big problem. But I'm glad I don't. I don't have that problem. You know, I, I'm fortunate about that. I get. I have a big problem with strolling the park rage. <laughs> In fact, 
a guy cut me off the other day and I was like, hey, I take the road less traveled. <laughs> See? Yeah. There, there's an example of, mm-hmm. of me not knowing how to write. <laughs> yeah, that's going to take some work. You're really, uh, you're going to have to take that one back a little bit. But I wonder, like, why, why in my brain do I go, I think that's funny as hell. And yet a whole group of people going, you are wrong. <laughs> I don't care how much experience you have, you are dead wrong. Now, will you try to work that back in, or is that... I, I, I usually try to do it a few tries, but, mm-hmm. um, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll try it again reluctantly. I'm not going <laughs> to... Well, you could have sold it a little harder here. I think you don't want to start by saying, no one ever laughs at this. You probably won't laugh. In fact, feel free not to laugh. That's not a good way to start a joke. You even limped in with your delivery. You were apologizing. I don't know if I want to do this. Yeah, you don't want to be apologetic for what you're about to say. Now, do you write off stage and then perform on stage? Do you? How, how, what's your process? I don't, I don't sit down and try to write anymore. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, like if I sit down at a blank piece of paper or a blank computer screen, if I just sit there, no matter how long I sit there, it'll still be blank. Mm-hmm. I, I, that, that's not how I, I just kind of live my life. I just go do my things and um, I'll be out in traffic. A guy will cut me off. I'll think about road rage and <laughs> think of something hysterical. <laughs> <laughs> that's how I work. <laughs> So, and, and one of the challenges that you have now is that the fans that you have, they know your material so well that you've got to keep bringing in new material oh, all yeah. the time. Well, I, li- I like doing that anyway. But, mm-hmm. uh, you know, in fact, uh, these DVDs, Brian Regan standing up, that mm-hmm. was uh, a special that we just did for Comedy Central. But now I'm like at the point where, you know, that hour... I, I I do very little of that now, and that just came out like two months ago. Right. You know what I mean? Now I, I feel like I have to have a replacement hour, so if people saw that, I, I don't want them to come out and go, well, we saw all of this, you know? But it's weird. You're, you're damned if you do, you're damned if you don't. You know, like if you don't do material, some people go, oh, man, I wanted to hear this, I wanted to hear that. But I would rather I would rather just constantly have new stuff. Well, it, it is an odd art form because if you were a band, if you were a singer, and you put out the new product, then the tour is to support that product for people so everybody can see it live. But you're like, I've put out the product, now I need more product to support the product that I've already put out. I know, it's it's very bizarre. To me, it's like, well, that's done. That material is done. You know, once you do a CD, it's done. I mean, it isn't like you would not hear a single joke. You know, Mm -hmm. I have like a handful, but for the most part, I want, you know, I'm so proud of my fans you know I, I i it just really touches me to go somewhere and see a bunch of people come out and i feel like i want to i want to reward them for being so supportive if they come out and they hadn't seen me in two years i want them to go wow you know i, I, I didn't see 70 percent of that last time you know well you got a cocky attitude that's for sure uh that's gonna come back and bite you in the ass somewhere along the line <laughs> i'm so- well i sit on bus seats now <laughs> sure one can only dream of the life you're living. <laughs> bus rider Brian Ray. Yeah. Oh, another thing about taking a bus, you know, I, I took so many of them that I knew, you know, you, you, you start learning certain things. One is you want to get the window, not the aisle, because mm-hmm. you're going you're gonna to be on a 23-hour bus ride, and you want the window so you can put a pillow up against the window. And I finished a gig one time, and it's like... Uh, 
I knew I was going to take a bus that night, overnight, and I knew I didn't have a pillow. And I'm like, oh man, I got to get a pillow. So I had like the club owner take me to uh, like a late night drugstore or something. To, I, I wanted to go try to buy a pillow uh, for the overnight bus ride. Couldn't find any pillows. I'm like, what am I going to do? And then I saw um, like a six pack of Charmin toilet paper. And, you know, the commercial's about how soft it is. So I thought, well, I'll use that. <laughs> I'll use that as a pillow. But I don't want people to see that. It'd be embarrassed. So I also bought a T-shirt, <laughs> and I wrapped the toilet. I wrapped the T-shirt around the toilet paper and made it look like this big rectangular um, pillow. And I got on a bus. I got a window seat, and I put the. I put my head up. <laughs> what I hoped looked like a pillow. <laughs> and I fell asleep. I slept through the night. Sometime through the night, the T-shirt came off. <laughs> The six pack of toilet paper, and I wake up and I look, and I've got this big six pack of Charmin toilet <laughs> tissue in my face, and I'm like, and everybody's like looking at me like, who's this guy? Uh, it was kind of embarrassing. I don't think you've ever had a good day. Uh, when we go over, when we go over your life, it's just one rough patch to the next. It's horrifying. Without a couple of jokes, you would be living the worst life ever. I'd just be on buses with my head in toilet paper. <laughs> now, um, playing theaters like you do now, mm -hmm. it, it's got to be different. Uh, and people show up to see Brian Regan. They're not there just to see comedy. They're coming to see you. Uh, that's got to have changed everything for you. Sure. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's still... It still blows my mind, man. You know, I, I, I try to, like, separate it from the real me, you know. It's like I, I like to go out on the road and do comedy, but then I go home, and it's like I got a wife and two kids, and I just try to live, like, that normal life. And, and then I go back out on the road, and I'll show up at a place, and, wow, you see the line out front? You know, it just I, – I forget sometimes. Go, man, I, I have a little bit of a following here, and it, 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 it feels tremendous. Well, you got a, uh, actually a terrific following. I mean, there's not too many guys that can go out on the road and play theaters and sell them out. I mean, it's, it's a rare thing to be able to pull off, particularly um, when you look at your career. There never seems to be a, a spike in how your career went. It's very slowly, but every year gradually right. went up further and further and further. And now you're playing theaters where, I, I'm telling you, a lot of big-name acts are playing clubs and you know doing a lot of things but one thing when I bring you up to people even though you got a great following and I, I would put you in the top 1% just on success rate of what happens in comedy people always say to me Brian Regan he should be bigger your <laughs> fans always say to me he should be even bigger what are people expecting out of you what is it that they want I I don't know I I, I always it's weird like I said before about the Starbucks thing afterwards you mm -hmm. know I, I feel like I have this following that I, I'm happy about, but for the most part, I'm underneath the radar. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? I like the entertainment uh, media. Just I don't know. They just have like a blind eye towards me for whatever reason, you know. And uh, I, is the sitcom uh, the fact that you haven't done a sitcom? I mean, if you look at your act, you wear clean. You've got a strong character. You would think perfect for a situation comedy. But there's something about you, and I don't know whether it's the honesty level that you have. I can't picture you, in all honesty, you know, putting a couch on a stage and then telling people that you live there. 
I just, I, at some point, I just think that you would break down and yeah. say, this isn't real. I would look into the camera and go, I'm sorry, this is, this is a fake wife. These are not my children. <laughs> These are not my kids. I apologize. I'd be apologizing throughout the show. But I, I'm sure you've been approached with, you know, sitcom dad over and over. No. Really? No, a little bit here and there, but for the most part, I, 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 I used to get kind of upset by it because I thought that that represented that you were a good stand-up, was mm -hmm. to have somebody want to do a sitcom with you. And uh, for some reason, you know, I, I would get like nibbles here and there, and i get some people interested, but way at the top levels, you know, the networks, I, I don't think they are, are, are aware of me. But the whole point to me of getting that was so that I could get to the point where I could play in theaters anyway. Mm -hmm. I mean, stand-up was always the end result. And uh, I was lucky enough to open for Jerry Seinfeld a couple times. Right. And uh, I saw the following that he had because of the sitcom. And to be able to perform in these theaters in front of these tremendous fans of his, uh, I, I, that was my dream. I was like, I want to get a sitcom, so I'll get a following so I can play in theaters. And then along the way, I got lucky enough where I didn't need the sh the show so right now i don't i don't really care so much about a sitcom i, I just want to do this forever uh when you opened for uh jerry seinfeld and you kind of toured with him for a while uh he was talking about and i i, I don't know if you said this publicly but he said it to a friend of mine who brought it back to him he, he was watching your act and at that point um when you would do a joke you would used to crouch down mm -hmm. And do another joke. You would tag it and then get smaller. And Seinfeld said that you had the smallest strike zone in comedy. Because <laughs> <laughs> you would stay with oh, it. Oh, man. But you always, uh, we talked about your material, but you're a very physical comedian as well. So you kind of work uh, in both things. Well, you, you'll work your material, but then you're physically playing stuff out. It kind of, some of your stuff, uh, the way you move on stage, it even reminds me of Steve Martin. And yet, uh, people pay more attention to the to the material. I think than the way you're performing it. Well, I I try to you know I all first of all thanks for all that. I I, I try not to pigeonhole myself though. You know I mean I, I think I think most comedians, you know, as soon as they start to get identified by something, they go, oh wow, maybe I should continue to go in that direction. And maybe if I was smart, I would I would think like that. <laughs> I don't like to think like that. As soon as people start defining me i write away from that i, I don't want to just be one thing you know um for a while people go oh you're the guy who always feels stupid on stage and it's like all right well then i'll write other kinds of jokes i write other jokes uh like road rage jokes and, um, <laughs> no but i but i, I write uh, more observational stuff or things about uh the world i want to be able to explore a wide variety of things and styles with my comedy that's interesting because you seem to be a guy who likes to give the audience what they want. I can't think of too many comics that I've ever seen anyone yell requests for material for. <laughs> I mean, it's really uh, an astonishing thing when they go, I love this bit so much, I want to I hear it again, even though it's no longer part of your act. So for you to, to, to back away from something that's working, there's a little bit of a rebel streak. Well, you know, I, it used to be once I did bits, they were pretty much gone. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? And when I worked in comedy clubs, it was just always turning the material over. It was always new, new, new. But now that I play, I'm playing these theaters, I'm realizing a lot of people who are coming out are seeing me for the first time, and they do still like to hear some of the older stuff. 
but I want to do newer stuff. So I kind of, it's worked out where I go on stage, I do about an hour, and it's kind of like the stuff from the last couple of years, new new Mm. stuff. And then at the end of the show, there's like an opportunity where people, you know, shout out older stuff, and uh, it's kind of fun to do that. I'm trying to think of another comic. Maybe it happened with Seinfeld, I'm not sure. But it's very rare for anyone to, to yell out people's material at them. Uh, it's it's very flattering, you know. What, what, what's bad is when they yell out other comedians' bits. <laughs> Do some prior. <laughs> well, I know it's one of the things that's... <laughs> Do something other than what you've thought of. Yeah. No, you you brought up being a, a family guy now, and right. you were on the road for a long time before you kind of settled down and decided to start the family life, right? You were yes. out there for, what, 15 years or so before? Mm-hmm. Right. Did that change a lot of things? Because I noticed that a lot of your success came post uh, having a wife and kids. Like, did maybe you start well, to think about it a little more? Or? Yeah. Well, uh, my wife, she used to travel with me before we had children. Mm-hmm. And then uh, the moment our son was born, he's eight now, I knew right then that... Uh, you know, I wanted to spend more time at home than away. So I immediately only worked every other weekend instead of every weekend mm-hmm. because uh, I didn't want to miss watching them grow up, you know. So uh, um, and I wanted to set the priorities right. You know, it's like, OK, I love doing comedy, but I love my family more. This has to be the most important thing in my life. And then I think probably subconsciously, if you're happier, you end up you know, working better as a comedian, too, you know. Mm. You gotta think that's gotta be the oddest thing in the world for for a child to see people lined up to hear their dad talk. Um, at night, I like to put him to bed, and he'll go, "Tell me a joke from your act," you know. And I'll go, oh, "Okay," and then I'll start to tell him a bit, and I am so nervous. <laughs> you know, it's like I would rather bomb in front of two thousand people than my own boy. Right. You know, <laughs> I don't want to like do what I think is a great bit and have him go. You got any other jokes? Yeah. <laughs> The, uh, People laugh at that, Daddy? Yeah. <laughs> Believe it or not. Pop the road rage bit is not... Uh, I'll never tell him that. He's never going to hear that joke. At all. <laughs> this is a serious son going, I can't believe this. I'm not going to be able to go away to camp. I heard the road rage joke. Uh, <laughs> uh, and you work clean. What purpose? Because you didn't always work clean. You always, you know... You experimented in working a little blue for a while, right? Not fully. I mean, mm-hmm. I used to have a handful of dirty jokes. I, you know, when you play those rough rooms, like mm-hmm. I was talking about before, you know, you want to survive in them. I used to have, like, a joke that I opened with that had a dirty word and a joke that I closed with <laughs> that had a dirty word. And then I had a floating dirty word joke <laughs> that I would put in the middle when I needed to get the crowd back. Sure. So I would open, get their attention, and then do the stuff that I wanted, and then gradually lose them, <laughs> and then throw the other dirty j- word, and then and then like do all the stuff I liked, and then close with a thing, and people come up after the show. Man, I love those dirty word jokes. Jeez. <laughs> yeah, uh, and but what's the reason? Is it uncomfortability? Are you are you worried that? Somebody could be offended. To me, it's just a personal challenge, man. I, I, I've got—I I don't think it's loftier than any other kind of mm-hmm. comedy. There are guys who work blue or 
dirty who and and women as well who I think are brilliant. I, I really do. I think comedy is like music. There's a lot of things that happen under the music umbrella, and it's the same with comedy. I just happen to like to explore this way. You know, it's like I I, I want to see how hard I can get people laughing without hitting these buttons. You know, because people laugh at those words sometimes when it, the joke. I think sometimes isn't that funny. Time to ask you some questions. I want to also plug the fact that you're touring the country and find out about the tour, uh, BrianRegan.com. You've got your own .com. Are you the webmaster there? You're keeping up with things? Or? No, I, you know, I've got uh, great web people that actually do that, uh, so that's cool. Is there a message board on there? Or do you, are people talking yeah, about you? there's a Is, guest book. Is there really no? Is that tough for you to go in and read yes. what people have to say to, after the fact? Oh yeah, you know, because you're like, you know, you can get like nine good comments, and then yeah. you have one. You go, hey, what's the matter with this guy? You <laughs> yeah. Know? So, uh, yeah, and I don't read it all the time. I try not to be self indulgent. You know what I mean? It's like I, I, I'll read like three comments and go, I got kids out there I can go play with. And, <laughs> I mean, you're looking at reading stuff about myself, you know. So uh, I try to keep that like in, in the back of my, my my mind, you know. Yeah, God forbid that you should en enjoy some of the kind things people say about you. <laughs> well, I do. I do read a lot of them. I don't want uh, people to post thinking that I, I, I am not interested, but you know, I just don't like to swell my own head, you know. <clears throat> it is so interesting to me, though, that a guy who will travel around the country working in front of thousands of people at a time says, the last thing I want to do is swell my own head. <laughs> <laughs> the Brian Regan has written across the marquee. <laughs> so we had Carlos Mencia uh, do the, this show not too long ago, and he was saying that he had set some kind of records in merchandising. And I'm thinking, I can't see you with making Brian Regan T-shirts. Have you ever been through that where you, you're out selling your T-shirts after the show? I, I, I don't after a show myself. But I do yeah. have like stuff that is on the web page. I've always been like reluctant. You know, I, uh -huh. I used to have, or I used to have the CD, obviously. And then I have a DVD that came out a few years ago called I Walked on the Moon. And then there's this most recent one. And then uh, I'd like so many people ask about T-shirts and that sort of thing. And it's like, I always thought, wow, you're crossing a line there, you know. But, I, but now I do have a couple of T-shirts with, like, you know, old punchlines, U2, and Take Luck on them and stuff like that. And, you know, hopefully I'm not, like, selling myself out too much. But uh, I want a hat. That's the first thing. I, I say we go after Mencia right now, and we start to try to out-merchandise them. Yeah, all right. Uh, we're going to give some folks a chance to come over and ask some questions. You stay clean in your act, but I was wondering if you come up with jokes from time to time still that you oh. just deem too dirty. That's, that's kind of funny. That you Do you write things in your head yeah. that Brian Regan cannot perform? Yes. And it's... Uh, <laughs> Stuff that's funnier than the road rage joke. <laughs> no, I, I do quite a bit. And, um, you know, and, I, and I'll share them with, like, you know, my wife and close <laughs> friends and stuff like that. And people who know me go, if people knew how dark <laughs> and twisted you are, Brian. But, yeah, you know, but I feel like I, it's just not the kind of stuff I want to do on stage. But I, I do think of some stuff. Ladies Thank and gentlemen, you. Brian Regan. Let him hear it. Thank you all. Thanks so much. Thank you very much. You know what you've been doing? You've been listening to The Ron and Fez Show.
It's now over. But don't worry, you can listen again and again on Sirius XM On Demand. Go to SiriusXM.com slash On Demand. Listen to Ron and Fez whenever you want. Go to SiriusXM.com slash On Demand.